<laughs> What's going on, guys? It's your boy Forte, and this is Devish for Second Podcast, episode 141. It's going to be a great show. Had a lot of stuff that happened, and guess what? Something's going to probably happen on Friday because literally for the last two weeks, we did DPS, and then literally something about the ABK deal broke. So I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft says, screw this October date. We're just going to close in the U.S. tomorrow, Slomo. It's going to be a crazy. It's gonna be crazy. The man, the myth, the legend, the man of many slaps. The man that still ain't made no video. His name is Slow Mo Backslap. What's going on? They heard that sir? before. They heard that before. Just like, what's going you know. on, Slow Mo? Um, I'm not gonna repeat everything I said before. Yes, y'all just gonna miss out on uh, uh, hearing about my my glory. There has to be some kind of consequence, Forte. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there is a consequence. <laughs> <sighs> the work I'm gonna have to do to get this on on all the other podcasts and stuff every time forte does this i end up having to do all this editing like that, that, that's, yeah. the, that's my video editing when forte messes up all the time and i gotta edit everything out but no um, um it's gonna be a good show man now that we got the 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 uh the uh traditional um bi-weekly forte uh um mess up with obs out the way everything should be smooth sailing from here forward you know crossing my fingers uh but yeah we got we got an awesome guest here tonight uh uh gaming addict what's up man what's going on man you know uh it's uh same before the podcast the biggest reason i love coming on you know coming on dps is i don't gotta have a camera so yeah nope. almost nope. every ain't gotta comb your hair ain't gotta brush the beard they ain't gotta do nothing but show up the <laughs> addict show gotta have a camera just about anything i do I gotta have a camera, but but not DPS, and I and I'm grateful for that. Oh, you are. <laughs> oh my god. Well, um, yes, typical forte start. Uh, shout out to the chat. Let's let's see. We got Mitchy dies a lot. Spider eight. Shout out to URK, Dad of War, Jada Destroyer, Slumber Backslap, who's always here. You know, sometimes he's early, sometimes he's late. Uh, True Serum, <laughs> Blade. When am I have not True hold on. When have I been late? If you're not here at eleven at eight fifty nine or a minute before the show, you're late. So you're always late, then, is what you're saying. I wasn't late today. I can't be late when I'm the host. <laughs> I, can't I'm be late when can't be late when you're the host. Yeah, y'all y'all don't listen. Don't listen to him. I'm always here. <laughs> always. Uh, Thirty below. Um, Dwayne Plastiz. Shout out to you, Reggie Bone. Shout out to you, Jada Destroyer, Omar. Dorian Gray, Reggie Bones, really appreciate all you guys coming through. It's going to be a great, great show. Though, so first of all, what what you been doing all week, slow mo? Haven't you know what? I know what you've been doing. Not really, but I'm gonna go to the guest first. Attic, <laughs> amazing show on Friday, or not Friday, Sunday, and then another amazing show yesterday with um. With your uh podcast tell us what's been going on man how's it how's it how's it feel to be a rock star over the course of the last week i, I mean i wouldn't go as far as saying a rock star you know we, know we moving we moving we moving mountains out here nah i mean I, I'd, I'd say small hills we move in small hills <laughs> small hills <laughs> you know, okay. uh, it's, it's been good man it's been good you know the the podcast is doing some uh moves we also have uh you know young Ye coming on this week Oh, nice. that's good. That's going to be interesting, especially after like the reception to 
his voice acting in the uh, Yakuza <laughs> games. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure the chat's going to be messy on that. We are, uh, my personal YouTube channel has been doing pretty well here too. So, you know, it's yeah. been like all of a sudden. Shout out to that. Hopefully, Forte would get that in into the description. Uh, unlike when he he did a video and said, "Yeah." Go go to slow mo's channel. It's in the description, and it wasn't. It is. It's at the very bottom of the of the thing. At the very, it very was, bottom. It was not in the description when I when I watched your video. But if you change it, that's great. Hopefully, oh, we will have it have have uh, gaming addicts uh, um, channel in the description fairly I'm soon. Actually, adding it right now as we speak. So, but, but while you're so, doing that, huh? Go go go, go. slow mo. What what, yeah. what what you been up to? You ain't made no video. Well, I, got that I have an excuse. To. I have wow. you, I have the, excuse. Is it the though. same excuse for the last six days? No, no, it's days? not. It's not. It's not. So it's a different one. Okay, look. This the wildest stuff has been happening this week. <laughs> Kids ate my homework. No. The <laughs> power company's substation from my area blew up on Tuesday. And I had no power in my house for like a day and a half um, in this crazy heat. It was pretty bad. I had spent a lot of time at my mom's house uh, in order to get, you know, AC and B, have the kids be comfortable. And I really didn't get, and then when the power came back, we kept getting all these weird power surges, which had me basically just unplugging everything that's like inexpensive electronics. I wasn't trying to have it like get destroyed. So I really did not get, my power really a back back on where I was comfortable going back to my normal routine and actually working from home. Like I, I should have been doing until like today. So that's really been what's going on. Um, my thanks to my power company. I haven't had the ability to do much this week. That said, mm -hmm. I did want to just, <laughs> cause we were talking about this a little bit uh, before the show. Shout out to uh, uh, a friend, a friend of the podcast, Everborn Saga, with like the worst takes ever. But like, I, I think it's probably spent while I was uh, d dealing with no power. A significant portion of my time yesterday arguing with people who think that Link from the Legend of Zelda could be Cloud from Final Fantasy VII, and it's just like this is one. Well, first of all, this has already been determined by Death Battle. Like, well, like technically, they, the first time they fought Death Battle gave it to Link for some reason. Really? Well, the they second the, time they, they fought, the, they, they gave it to to Cloud. Well, they gave it to the Master Sword. Let's be for real. It, which is which is funny because the Master Sword is literally useless against Cloud. I I agree. Makes sense, <laughs> right? <laughs> Cloud's not evil. So like, but it, it, all all the Master Sword really does is just become like a really really sharp blade. Like that's literally all. Like. Which is still probably be sharper than uh, Cloud's Buster Sword. Which is funny. He's like, 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 like. I'm talking to everyone, and he's all like, "Hey, I just wanted to be a fair fight of skills." I'm like, "How is this? You said no summons, but then give Link his best sword, and <laughs> give Cloud his default sword of the game." I'm like, "Why didn't you just give him it? Give him the the, the ultimate sword or the, the, the ultimate, ultimate weapon?" Right? Oh no, no. That that would have been like. Yeah, that that would have been I mean, like for like, but come on now. To be honest with you, slow mo. Even even if Cloud went in there with no weapon, he would still clap Link. 
Like, oh, I agree. I agree. It, it, the speed and strength between the two characters is a completely different level. Like it, it's not even remotely the same fight. Well, the question if, is, which link are we talking about here? All of them, any of them, don't matter. <laughs> There's like nine of them. <laughs> but, It'll be all nine of them versus Cloud. He's gonna win, <laughs> right? If you if, if you watch Advent Children, which is like it still looks good to this day, even though it's it's kind of old now, but like. Cloud's almost like flying in that, like he does these jumps and he's just like in the air for like three minutes when he he, he literally <laughs> fought Sephiroth in a building falling around them. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The building was falling around them, and in order for them to fight effectively, he had to consistently break parts of the building to fight Sephiroth. Like, hey, I look at it like this, right? Could Link beat Sephiroth? No, no, right. So, right. so, but Cloud's and, and beating Cloud Sephiroth barely like beats recently. Link Sephiroth. So, yeah, yeah. So he's not, he's just not beating Link. But shout, shout out to Everborn for for trying to rig uh, uh, a a battle Sephiroth and Dante from uh, Devil May Cry fought once too. Who won that? Sephiroth. Sephiroth. They said Sephiroth. Sephiroth's ability to use such high level material dante could uh dante couldn't figure out a way around that yeah oh it's and virgil it's... virgil versus Sep sephiroth oh okay yeah yeah because they said that sephiroth said even even in his world sephiroth like always mm -hmm. had high level magic abilities yeah so like Man. what's what's dante what's virgil gonna do that sephiroth can't counter or heal himself from that reminds me. I've been I've been resisting the urge to. I I want to play through Final Fantasy VII remake again, and I've been resisting the urge to 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 play through it because like I I'm going to do what I usually do when Rebirth comes out. I play through a pre the whatever the previous game is so that like everything's fresh in my mind because I'm old and my memory kind of sucks. So like I forget stuff. And they'd be looking at like you know changes they had made and being like, wait, what what happened in the previous game? So I was like, I try, I always try to go back and then then play the regular game, uh, with the newest game. But I want so I want to wait until like December to do that because I kind of figure Rebirth comes out in January. But I really want to play it now. I don't know. Like it's it's and, and it's funny because though there's a ton of games out right now that like I need to play anyway. Oxen Free Two I haven't played yet. Uh, partially due to my power issues this week, and then I I got a review copy of Remnant Two that I need to play, and I've done neither, so I don't know. But yeah, I, I yeah. go ahead. The biggest thing, you know, people like the review copies, man. They they be. I wish that the whole industry was a lot more open on just have making sure everyone got review copies around the same time. Mm -hmm. Like they they shoot them out in waves, and it's just like by the time like us smaller creators get one like it's like you pretty much have to play as a shit like a no life no life to be able to review it properly right and it's just you know it's it's ridiculous i've literally gotten a game two hours before the game came out before mm. yeah and, and that's not like how i like to do a review i don't do too many reviews but when i do do reviews i, I, I like to be as thorough as possible definitely want to beat the game i definitely want to like beat the game and if there's any additional like post-game content do that stuff i like to try to get all the like ins and outs of the game before i do do a, a review i want it to be as comprehensive as possible and you can't do that if if 
if you're worrying about like oh man like embargoes like that's why i just don't even care about it no more like when i did my elden ring review it was like i think my, i think i came out with it like a month after the game came out yeah, <laughs> just, it, yeah i've noticed too like you know going back to the uh actually let's go back to the to that conversation real quick you know i i i'm looking through the tweet right now with the the whole cloud thing you, you, the biggest thing people want to say uh, Link has to his like a crazy advantage is his shield. His shield is unbreakable. Okay, let's see even that mother. The, okay, I don't know if I can kiss on here. Let's yeah, say no, that no, thing, we try to be his family friendly. Yeah, <laughs> let, let, let's say that thing can't be broke. Mm-hmm. Okay, do we realistically think Link has the reflexes to be able to constantly keep up to how fast Cloud is? No. Like, can no. can can he realistically keep up with the Omni Slash? No, like. <laughs> He, it, it's just like he, you, he's you dead got, halfway through. Unless the master, unless the the Hyrule shield can evolve and like surround him, like uh, like that a shield bubble? that's in uh, like kind of like a bubble. There's no way that Link he might be able to block one, but the second one's clapping him. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Now I will I will drop that conversation. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. He. Everybody who thinks Link can win is that there, there, there's normally a lot of like, and it's, I understand it, you know, you're a little fanboy of a, of an IP. Oh my god, you know, but, but it's no, no, I, I agree with them. I agree. Anyone who thinks that Link has a, a shot in hell with that fight, I, I, I need you to get evaluated. Yeah, they're, 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 they're fan, they're fanboying out for their boy. That's all, you know, they, they like oh, Link. Man. And they and they want to come up with any scenario where he might win. It, it, people were even doing the whole Batman thing. You know how like in with Batman, whenever Batman fights like Superman or someone super powerful, Batman always seems to win. But it's really just like writers creating all kinds of scenarios so that Batman always comes out on top. Batman always pre- gets the opportunity to prepare, and he's rich. So he just like builds whatever he needs to build to beat the other person who's like completely unaware and they had no hey, idea about the fight. Don't forget, he can't have no material, no summons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then but then people are talking about so Link gets about, all his like, abilities. Yeah, he links get air all his stuff, but Cloud can't use summons. Oh, that They're that right material, there. that's wrong. Right like there. Everborn knows the answer to his question. That's why he's got to nerf the hell out of Cloud. And what's funny is even nerfing Cloud to that degree, he still destroys Link. Like, yeah, pretty much. Listen, man, as as much as I am a Final Fan, I mean, uh, Zelda nut, this ain't a fair fight. <laughs> like it's like someone <laughs> it's said, not a fair fight. Even a dual Buster, like the 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 dual Buster blade. Could li- it could literally not even be sharp, and he would still destroy Link. And and, and he could throw that thing away and just go hand to hand, and he would still be beat Link. Yeah. That's yep. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty. Link uh... and Link. Oh, I don't know, Zach. I don't know Cloud and his max. Link and Zach probably could fight him at a good level. I just even then. I don't know if they would win. <laughs> but at least, see, it would literally be Link getting clapped in 15 seconds and Zach and Cloud are fighting. Zach and Cloud are fighting. Would he be, question is, would Link beat Squall? Yes. No, no, he wouldn't be Squall either. He wouldn't be Squall either. <laughs> no, he wouldn't be Is Squall. there a Final it, it, Fantasy main character that he would beat? VV. Oh. Hmm. 
Vivi's too small. And, and, That's true. and I do think the mirror, the mirror shield would like absorb any elemental attack Vivi can throw at him. So any mage character Link could probably clap. Any mage character. Yeah. If they had to have a, a strong physical they have to have a strong physical fits. attribute to be able to beat the to be able to beat Link. <laughs> That's interesting. That was a good conversation. Thank you, Everborn, for making the first 30 minutes of DPS amazing, as it always is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the first topic. Um, Samiak, PlayStation's number one studio when it comes to, like, overall support of the platform, released a new trailer today. Wasn't expecting it. They also they released two trailers today. We're going to talk about the gameplay one first. Uh, Slow-mo. I didn't see it until I, I got home the, from work. Okay, I, I didn't see the gameplay trailer. I only saw the story trailer. Well, no, the story trailer. That's what I'm talking about, the story trailer. I okay, mean, there's so, gameplay so, in it, so gameplay story trailer. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So I, I didn't know that, if there was something different, but... No, no, I, the same one. It, it, look, you know how I felt about the first one. I do. Um, really enjoyed it. I When it came out in 2018, that was... That was that was my game of the year, actually. I think. I mean, I liked. I enjoyed. It. I, I'm not. I didn't think it was a better game than God of War or Red Dead Two. I just enjoyed it more than those games did. So, I I was really I'm I'm really hyped for Spider Man Two. I I like the the changes they made with uh when they showed the initial trailer with the the combat and. This just kind of just explains what's going on with the story more. I like the part where they showed Miles confronting um, uh, Martin Lee, you know, you know, Mr. Negative because he killed his father. And I I just like it's it looks good. It looks good. I think there might be a, a little bit of trickery going on with because it seems like if you watch the trailer, it seems like Harry is going to be Venom and they already announced that. Eddie Brock's not in this, so whoever is playing Venom isn't Eddie Brock. But I kind of wonder if, like, they're tr they're trying to pull a little switcheroo, and it's like not really Harry that's Venom, but somebody else. Regardless, at some point, I don't like. I I don't think Venom's going to be have a big role in this game because I kind of in order to do it properly. Uh, uh, Peter has to have the symbiote for a significant number of time, a, a, a significant period of time before he gets rid of it. And then the symbiote has that resentment and then joins with someone else and then wants to kill Sp Spider Man. But so I just kind of feel like the cure look good. I can't wait to play it. And I, I know the next topic is the custom stuff the custom console but that, that that's all that's getting copped not the console but the the plate you know the plate and the controller is are they going to sell the plate they are selling plates separately for i mean you can, yeah, we can talk they, about they that too yeah oh so they are selling okay cool yeah uh gaming attic you already yes. have spider-man i don't know how you felt about that I, I mean i know you play you played them i know that but what's your excitement level on Spider-Man 2 after seeing this trailer or if you didn't see it now that you see it on the screen what are what are your thoughts Spider-Man 18 I felt was uh extremely underwhelming and overhyped to me I, I felt like the the iconic villains that was in Spider-Man were really poorly implemented into the game and the story 
is just average at best. Uh, but when it comes to the gameplay, it did have pretty solid gameplay. What I saw in, you know, Spider-Man 2 felt more fluid, more fast-paced. It felt more immersive. Like when they, and I'd hate for them to literally just show us like the best part, the best, more, most like immersive part of the whole game in that trailer. And then we just play the game and it's not like that for the majority of the game. Like I understand like those moments ain't going to be the whole game, but give me more than two or three. Like, you know how that, you know how these developers love showing you like some of the best parts of the game and you play it and only like 30 minutes is like that in the whole game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think someone says sinister six. No, it's not about, how they imp it's not about them being in the game it's about how they implemented them while you're fighting the them fights, the boss yeah fights. you had to fight them in two at a time like you have some iconic characters like the sinister six and they're making you fight them in duos yeah like i can understand one trying to like like come in and protect the other one but it it, it really felt like it was just like we don't want to take the time or the money to give them like in-depth boss fights so we're just going to put them together I think it was like was it I think it was Rhino and Scorpion you had to fight together, I think. Yeah, and, and then, then uh, the Vulture and Electro. And, yeah, Vulture and Electro, yeah. So and, was... and then not not to mention uh Doc Ock, isn't that the last one, if I remember correctly? Yeah, yeah, Doc Ock is the last fight. Yeah, his fight was so bad. It was literally oh, he goes on the top, shoots this lightning thing. You you walk around, stop, attack him. Does it three times, then you fight him on the uh, on the side of a building pressing three buttons and then it was over like yeah I, I think they may they may have they may be better with the boss fights in this one considering i think miles's uh boss fights were better oh I way felt, better what yeah, when you I, fought rhino at the beginning of that game it, it, that one fight was better than all of the fights almost in the original one yeah yeah and i and i think i think that they they're kind of like a, 2018 was like their first like foray into it and then miles is like okay we got we have a, a great baseline a great foundation that that's like improve upon it and they did that with miles and now spider-man 2 should be just like that next evolution or hopefully will be like that next evolution to it my only real my only real problem with the first game was i felt it was too easy and even on spectacular which is the hardest difficulty it was like super easy now and, and and I actually didn't even use many of the gadgets unless I had to, you know, for like a puzzle or something like that because I kind of felt like his uh the various gadgets with the weapon wheel, the traditional insomniac weapon wheel, and his web shooters was just it made it just dumb easy at that point. So I really just kind of just like fought people straight up, dodged and and attacked and 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 all that other stuff. But like it it was. The only time it became anywhere near like difficult was uh i think in the 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 dlcs they had the dlcs with with black cat and was it hammerhead that was in them um but like those were for some reason which is like the difficulty level went up dramatically and i was like well good because like i would do some of those like where you gotta take down a warehouse full of goons i would do the whole thing well and not even get hit what was the <laughs> what was the the boss at the beginning in the bank? 
where you had to chase uh, him shocker. through the, shocker. Shocker was a good fight. You had to chase him through New York or wherever the hell that place is, and, and you had to fight him inside that thing. And he like took the chandelier off and threw and threw it at you and stuff. Like yeah. that's yeah, an immersive yeah. fight. That's what I want. I want to feel like the environment's being used. I don't want to just feel like the, the they are programmed to do three things reacting to whatever you do. Yeah, that's. I didn't. Okay, I will say this. Slomo's been trying to get me to play Spider Man forever. And seeing this trailer excites me a lot more to play. You can't play Spider Man 2 without playing without without Because you're just not going to understand what's going on. Well, first of all, it goes against my my whole way of playing games if i don't play the first one i don't ever that's why i haven't played any assassin creed games because i've never i liked the, i played the first one and hated it because of how you know just just the fetch quest that it was and yes mm-hmm. the other ones were better but i just refused to play any of them because i never i i just couldn't get through the first one so i really want to play this game so i will have don't you have it on pc do it. don't you have it on, I PC? Got on pc and playstation well, you know, definitely play it on PC because, like, why would you? <laughs> why would you play it on, on a I compromised mean, experience? You. I'm with but you. But like, <laughs> it's not it? like it's not like the worst game ever. It's worth a playthrough. It's just like no, yeah, when I yeah. hear people talk about it. Like number one, nine times out of ten, when people talk about, you know, just the movement feels great. It felt good to be Spider Man. I never rarely hear about anything else but that damn sentence. Like, so, right. Well, I'm it's just about like, all the things I like about it. But I, I understand what you mean, but like, it, it's just like there, there has to go into more than than the movement and the way the character feels playing a Spider-Man game. Yeah, but a lot of people are gonna, a lot of people push back on like give them a Spider-Man game that was even remotely close to 2018. And I think that's where, like, if you're talking about just as a game, like, and I know that's what you're saying, you're not really comparing it to other Spider-Man games. You're just comparing it as a game for what it's doing. But, you know, when most people, the, I think most people's pushback is there is no Spider-Man game that comes anywhere near what this Spider-Man game comes to when it comes to gameplay, overall structure, and story. Oh, and, I agree. But at the same time, you know, I I'm putting this on its own merit. Like I'm not comparing yeah. it to other ones. And if you want want to really get technical, there's been good Spider Mans out there, but nothing to like run home and scream about. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it, it's like okay, when you make this next Wolverine, you can real you can compare that to the old Wolverine game because that was a good Wolverine game. It was, yeah. So you can compare that and be like, yo, they should have did this better. But I don't feel like there's really been much that's when in terms of spider-man i remember like spider-man 2 might have been three back on like the playstation 2 i can't remember which one it was that was a fun spider-man game but when you have this new technology and you have something like sinister six i expect shit <laughs> i expect stuff to be to the wall and, and, and a lot of the story was good like you know, like i said it's an average story it was it was good but it's just like when it comes to just how the sinister six did this and you know, I, I really wasn't feeling s- some of the choices they made. But when I seen this game, I felt more energy in the character development in Peter in that, like, five-minute video that I felt in the entire regular Spider-Man game. Mm, I'm with you. 
Shout out to Ramon Terrell says, yo, that Spider-Man day one looked amazing. Listen, I got to talk to you two separately, Ramon, because you did the, you did the podcast with, um, Brap yesterday. And I, I swear I was listening to Microsoft's funeral at that podcast with you talking about how you felt about everything going on, but we'll talk about that separately. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to that show. I was like, why he sound like this? Why he sound like he about the like bury his xbox or something <laughs> it's crazy but with that being said guys let's let's move over to the next thing right, before before we ahead. move on i just did want to say just something that like i said on twitter earlier yeah uh insomniac is carrying playstation studios absolutely i mean they just this is now going to be since, since the playstation 5 was released we've had spider-man miles morales ratchet and clank ripped apart and now Spider-Man 2. That's going to be three games in three years. That's just three AAA games in three years. It's just unheard of. It's just nobody has the capability to release games at this cadence, but at the at a high level of quality. Like you, like for example, and, and, and I'm about to use a, a developer as an example, but I like them. So it's not knocking them, but it's just talking about the level of quality. So Coco Cucumber, right? Uh -huh. Who's made Raven Lock and they made Echo Generation. I like both of those games. I like Echo Generation more than Raven Lock, but it's not the point. Those are like pixel art. It looks good, but it's pixel, it's pixel art, which with a much, much smaller scale budget and a lot less like time it takes to, to actually develop that game and get it out there and they're super super short like i beat raven lock in five hours to beat echo generation maybe in like eight maybe mm -hmm. and i'm hoping their next game i actually kind of wish you know microsoft would like kind of take them under the wing and give them a bigger budget on their next game so that they may be able to do something that might be a little bit more ambitious. But the reason why I'm bringing them up is that they dropped Echo Generation last year and dropped Ravenlock this year. That's the only studio I can think of that can, can release games the way Insomniac can, but look at what they're releasing compared to what Insomniac is releasing. It's like on a whole different level. And it's just like my hat's off to them because everyone else at PlayStation Studios, not knocking them because they're just like normal development studios and AAA games take a long time to get made. But they're taking like like the first God of War 2018, God of War took six years to be made and then another three or four years for them to do Ragnarok. In that time period, how many games is Insomniac going to drop? Like it at this point now, not almost Naughty Dog is almost like dropping one game a generation. If you think about it, Insomniac is killing it though. Is that they just like like Brian Brian Easton and Chess? They build different. They build different. Yeah, that's that's true. I I, I agree with that hundred percent. Um, the so, uh, the poll cloud with the Buster Sword seventy percent. Everybody else thirty percent. Luca said in the chat that uh, Cloud would win. Slow mo. I mean, not Cloud. She says um, Leak would win. Luca don't know what she's talking about. 
<laughs> she, she probably looked at both of them and was like, I like Link's hair better or something. I don't know. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you might be a little right about that. All right, Attic. PlayStation, you already got a PlayStation 5. Did this custom console move you when you saw it? Are you going to pick up the console? Are you going to pick up the plates? Are you going to pick up just the controller? What is what is your, your plan of action when it comes to this system, sir? Or is it just a skip? I'll probably pick up the plates in the controller. Okay. What about you, Slomo? I'm getting the plates in the controller. I'm at, you know, like, this is going to be one of those times where it's like, I'm at PlayStation Direct, and I'm, like, waiting. Like, like they're like, hey, we're going live with this stuff at 10 a.m., and it's, like, 9.58, and I'm, like, looking at the clock, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I, making sure I'm getting one of those. I think I'm going to... Cause I got the Starfield headset and controller, and mm-hmm. I I've never really had any like custom uh ha- custom stuff like that, and I really like the way that the console like well can't call them wings, but the console looks. So you know, get that get those wings on there, and I'm gonna fill away if I don't have the controller with it. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Yeah, I. When I saw it, I ain't gonna lie. Well, first of all, I had the last Spider-Man system, and um, it's because red is red and black is my favorite color. So seeing this system, it's even better than the last one because the other one was all red with a white Spider-Man logo on it. So this is like more up my line, and I had it. So part of me, my daughter's been asking for a PlayStation Five, and I'm thinking like, this gives me a reason to get a PlayStation Five, or you just give her mine. And get mm-hmm. this one, <laughs> so, but it kind of throws a wrench in because I, I really, don't I mean, wanna... you're really only okay. I understand getting it, but like buy it. So, so instead, so you don't have to go like doing a whole bunch of extra, like taking out your expandable drive and all this other stuff. Just take the plates off of it. <laughs> just give her, yeah, yeah, just just give her, yeah, give her the old one. But yeah, buy it and give her and take the plates. Yeah, yeah, give her the new one. Take the plates because, like, without the plates, it's the same system. So just take the plates off. That's why you you're you're smart, slow mo. Well, thank you. I'm just saying, just take the plates off, put them on yours, and give her your old plates, and bam, she she got a new system, and and you got the custom plates. Now this is a now this was going to be a real quick topic because you know it's basically a yes or no, but just to take it a little bit deeper. We saw with Xbox, they did an amazing Halo system, you know, it steamed at the Master Chief's armor, kind of, looked really good, custom controllers, and that seems to be more the route that Xbox goes with their custom stuff. They did do a custom Starfield headset that, you know, Lord Attic, shout out to the man spinning in his chair with his headset on, it's it's, it's great, it's entertainment, but um. I still don't think we get enough. And, and it's real interesting. Like you said, Asamiak is the breadwinner for the PlayStation 5 generation. Um, and there's no dispute to that. And they're the ones that get the technically the custom system, even though I do think PlayStation kind of set themselves up really well. And we talked about this slow-mo, like, you know, when they first announced that place were going to be sold separately, mm-hmm. that this is something they would do. They would have a game come out and do custom plates for it. So it's And they not- needed to because last generation, all their custom PS4 stuff outside of Spider-Man, the Spider-Man custom one, the all red one with the, the white uh spider symbol cool on it. That was that's red. the only that was yeah, that's the only good PS4 custom console that I remember. All the rest of them suck. Especially the God of War one was ugly. 
all of them have been hideous and it's just been like now this is this is a lot simpler for them you know they they don't have to really do anything different besides create a new custom plate for a particular game that they're going to market that's cheaper than having to design a whole like look uh, of of a of, of their already you know kind of weird looking console to begin mm-hmm. with it's yeah just just make a new plate and then for those who already own it, like, you know, you got to think about this. The people who like, oh, man, that looks cool. I want that. But I'm not going to spend another $500, $400 on a PS5 just to have that. Well, then they can just get the plate. Right. And that, and so now you're generating more sales because those are people who weren't going to spend money on the console. But now they will spend money on some $50 plates. It's smart. It's, it's it's smart business there. Yeah, it's very very smart. And um, now for you, Attic, like I was saying with, X, and I never really mentioned this before, but I kind of was thinking about it when I saw this console, and I want to know your thoughts on it. Xbox three sixty sold eighty million consoles, eighty three million to be almost exact. And I know a lot of that to do with the fact that they just had great games, but a lot of it had to do with the fact that they had amazing custom consoles. Like we're talking about R2D2 console. We had the Gears of War console. We had the all green Halo with the gold um disc drive for the for the for the um the the visor for Master. That Gears of War, that Gears of War console was beautiful. Man, it was it was so beautiful. They had so many good like I know multiple people that literally own every last one of those systems. And you're talking about five to six custom consoles over the course of a generation. And that definitely helped with sales. Cause there's a lot of people that bought those. What is your thoughts on Xbox re- or, or just custom consoles in general? Like, you know, I think PlayStation's got the right idea because they do have the plate system, but what do you think about Xbox getting back into the, you know, the custom console? They did it with controllers for Starfield and for a headset, but no custom console in sight for Starfield, the system. So what are your thoughts on Xbox getting back into that? Um, but like what I've kind of been told and the way I understand it is it's a lot harder to do the, the Xbox Series X than they did the 360 and the Xbox One. Because there wasn't even a lot for the Xbox One, to be honest with you. Right. Uh, so, yeah. you know, I, I think it's just maybe it's just like a cost type of thing. And, you know, it's kind of interesting that PlayStation chose to go this route because you could argue that they're going to eat some of their sales because there's a lot of hardcore that would easily go out there and buy a whole other console just for that, just for that PlayStation custom console. So, you know, kudos to them for giving us the option, not making us buy one. I, I feel like there should definitely have been a Starfield console with the controller and the headset Mm. on the Xbox, but I don't know. Maybe that's just something that Microsoft's not a hundred percent you know, focused on, you know, I, you could easily do multiple things, but it feels like Microsoft does more than one or two things at a time. They start stumbling down the hill. So it, it's like, if, if you can't do this for some production reason, just that just don't do it. I guess. Like, Yeah. I even, and I know some people will probably be against this. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't mind if they, use the s because i can see how the x is a little bit more it's more of a rectangular box I feel like that would make that would that would upset people though it would if, it, if it would definitely upset, it, would the... def, it would definitely upset people i do i would agree now, with that 
what if they said, okay, we're not going to give you custom design stuff, but in Xbox Design Labs, we'll let you say what color you want your Xbox to be at least. Well, that's what we wanted with the Elite Controller when they when they finally gave it to us. To I'm saying that like you can go and you can get, okay, if you want your Series X to be white, you can go to the that, they'll charge you, and you can get whatever color you want on yeah. your Series X. Yeah, because I, I I don't know. Maybe next time Jay we have Jason Ron on an ILP, I need to ask him that. Like, what's the logistics behind that, and why? You know, when it comes to custom stuff, or you know, maybe we're we're gonna have someone else on the uh, on ILP here soon that I can ask. So <laughs> yes, sir. Mm. Yes, sir. It's gonna be a great show, whoever it is. Uh, Salomo, you want to go ahead and answer that real quick? What's your thoughts on it? Um, on on Addict's suggestion, or or, or just what? with with Xbox, and you can also on his suggestion too, if you want. I I don't know if uh I, I don't know if there's been just a kind of like a a leadership um shift of opinion on them uh, as they've used to been because like I I see Dorian um in the chat mentioned the uh the Halo Xbox Series X console, but it's like they you could you could probably say Starfield may maybe a bigger release or a more important release than what halo infinite was and we're not getting like a custom starfield xbox series x i really just kind of feel like they're more they are will much rather do a custom controller and headset or one or the other than a custom console and i don't know i don't know why uh i i think custom consoles are cool i think they they for the hardcore audience, they they kind of re- revitalizes interest in 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 acquiring more hardware that they don't even need, but some of them just get it and they just have it. You know, look, look, I got, I got, I know people who got who bought the Gears console for th- for three sixty, never played it, never used it, just mm-hmm. just got it as like a showpiece, like a uh, something they have in their game room, and it's just people are are into things like that. You don't have to make like a million of them but just have like a limited run you know you never know i I don't understand fully the the production side of things like i don't know how much it would take to take some of your like factories that are building these things and say hey we need maybe 20 percent of the production here to go towards making a custom something and and that's where i was kind of wanted to go to add a suggestion of like different colors I I don't know how everything is laid out and whether they have like the the uh the versatility to be able to do that. I would kind of imagine to me that whatever they're doing now in building the consoles and getting them ready to be shipped, they will probably need to do kind of redo everything so that in case someone says let's say the three of us decide to get Xbox Series Xs. Forte is going to be white. Addicts is going to be red and mines is going to be orange. Like where do like in production wise, like the people who are building this stuff, like how does that look in the, in the assembly line of building that stuff out and making sure that when I get my console, it's an orange Xbox series X and not Fuchsia, you know, <laughs> or, or Blurple or something. Right. So I I I I wonder if they kind of feel like it may be too much. Something like that might be too much of a headache to to be worthwhile. If like it may not generate enough 
an actual revenue in sales to to actually make it worth it. But I feel like just, you know, kind of doing that kind of stuff. I would like to see the industry, or at least the platforms going back to doing things like that. I see Nintendo every time they have a big release, there's a custom Joy Cons that come with it or and a custom console that all mm-hmm. you yo-yos buy anyway for some odd reason. You got I like did. 20 switches, like 20 switches for no reason, and you still only play one. But see, but like that's just like I think Nintendo might even be the example of why you continue to do stuff like that because every time they do it, it sells out like crazy. And people yeah. jump on it like crazy. And and honestly, every time there's a custom, like I remember the, the Halo console, Halo Series X, when when people saw it, they was like, oh, that's I wanted, fire. I wanted that I'm, thing so bad. And, and and that thing sold out fast. <laughs> so it's just, it, it seems like every time it, it, it's done, they don't sit on the, except for the Cyberpunk <laughs> one. That Cyberpunk um, Xbox One X was the ugliest custom console I've ever seen. Like the ugliest. And there, look, ugly garbage sold out anyway. So it's just like, do it. I mean, it's just going to generate you more sales. I just don't uh, see why they don't they don't choose to make that decision though. Yeah, I, I agree, hundred percent. And um, I think it's going to be <laughs> the system's going to. It's first of all, they said. Did they say what retail? They said select retailers, which is probably going to be Best Buy and something like that. Hopefully, GameStop gets it. We never know. Uh, but we do know PlayStation, PlayStation Direct, Direct yeah. yeah, yeah, PlayStation Direct's going to be the number one place. Um, I don't know, haven't made my decision on what I'm going to do yet. I might try to wait closer to Christmas to pick up hers and then just buy the plates because, um, and I definitely am going to buy that controller. That that controller, I was like, yeah, that that's it right there. But with that being said, let's let's transition over to some Xbox stuff and let's talk about. The death of the name Xbox Live. Attic, I will go to you first. You know, Xbox put out a, um, well, it got leaked the day before. And then on the official Xbox YouTube channel, they dropped a video detailing everything going on with Xbox Core and what's happening to the name Xbox Live. Um, so great video, by the way. So please, why don't you give us a rundown of your thoughts on how you feel about this change because you have a very interesting take that I didn't really expect you to have, but go ahead. Yeah. So people have been going at me at my, um, my comments. And, uh, the only thing I have to say is, um, screw you. I'm, I'm still going to, I'm going to talk my talk. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, I, I get it. People feel, people feel strong or addict. They're just, here's my thing. All right. So let, let's break this down. What did they do? They, they changed. The terminology from Xbox Live to Xbox Game Pass Core. Well, what what does Core insinuate? What and when you look at the graph they showed you, it literally showed it like a tier system, like a Netflix. Like you know, this is what you get for this tier. You get this if you get this tier, you get 4K. This tier, you get five people. They put it as a tier system. My issue with it is you go into the base one, which is nine ninety nine. And it provides you with 25 games in Game Pass. It provides you with the online infrastructure to play with people and deals with code. That's not an issue. I think that's actually a solid attempt to replace the the Xbox Live Gold. My issue is the next one. And that is Xbox Game Pass. Just regular Game Pass for console. 
instead uh instead of since okay we're putting xbox live now is called it's the core for xbox game pass and that has online we should just naturally put it in game pass because now how most tier structures work is when you get the lower ends you get all of the features from the higher ends so now what's going on is and and, and this is going to happen people sit there acting like this is not going to happen slow-mo let's say let's say you 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 Someone in your family, okay, we're we're gonna play Sea Thieves or whatever that game. What's that game that just came out? Exo Primal, whatever Exoprimal. it is. Yeah, yeah. So so oh, they're promoting that. Okay, let me get Exo Primal. Exo Primal looks like a fun game. So they just got through playing Call of Duty, and they get Exo Primal because it said they needed a Game Pass to play it. So they click to upgrade to Game Pass, and then they launch Exo Primal to play with their friends. And now guess what it's gonna say, slow mo. It's going to say you can't play with your friends because you don't have online multiplayer. But they were just playing with their friends on Call of Duty five minutes earlier. So now guess what's going to say? Well, you can uh, you can go back to the previous one to go back to online, or you can give us you can give us four no five extra dollars a month to play online in the ultimate. But but there's more slow mo. There's more Forte. Mm-hmm. If you're playing a game crossplay with someone on PC, they don't got to deal with none of that. Yep, sure don't. And this isn't people all, oh, but they just changed the name. The changing of the name is everything. They changed the infrastructure of Game Pass. It's no longer its own little service on the side. Now it's supposed to be the entry level of Game Pass. And you get a certain feature in the entry level so you should naturally get it on any feature that's below it that costs more money but you don't you know you're right you are absolutely right because if, if i if i have core and i'm like okay i can buy i can buy exo primal for 60 dollars, which I, I wouldn't recommend doing that but i could buy exo primal for 60 dollars and mm-hmm. play with friends right or I can choose to get Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass, and have access to Exo Primal, but then I can't <laughs> can't use it because I don't have online console multiplayer anymore. So it's just like, are you? This this is what the whole thing is doing. The whole thing is doing is telling you to get Xbox. I mean, to get Game Pass Ultimate. This is this is yeah. what they want. They want you to look at this, see the weaknesses in each of those other tiers, except for PC, because PC's PC tier is just godly, right? And and then say, I just need to get Game Pass Ultimate. So the the, the ultimate goal here is get Game Pass Ultimate, so you don't have to worry about these problems that they created. They're problems that they created for you. But you don't have to worry about them problems. Just pay us more money per month. Thank you. So, <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of this can okay. The reason I said that I didn't expect, and I don't disagree with you at all. I think you eloquently said exactly what a lot of people are, well, people with half a brain are thinking. This is pretty much a carbon copy of what PlayStation did by renaming their by renaming their subscription service to boost their overall subscription number. And now 
Xbox could come out at some point after September 1st. Once they convert everybody over, which I believe is on September 18th is when the full conversion is. And they could say it, real quick, did you guys see Kid Smooth's W he took on Wokawa last week? <laughs> no, I didn't. What was at it? the beginning of the show, that announcement didn't happen, and he made a bet with Blackbond that they uh that Game Pass would go over 50 million subs in, by like 2020 at the uh, end of 2024. Oh, yeah. By the middle of of the podcast, that leaked in and uh smooth was like pay me my money bond uh, not in september it's gonna be above 50 million bond where's my money like <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. they're gonna do the same thing that playstation did when it came to uh when they merged uh ps plus and what was the name of the their field it's, uh it's place playstation oh playstation now yeah playstation now when they merged them together they were like yeah now we're like PlayStation our our service one. that is is similar to game pass has more subscribers because we now like you merged it into the bigger subscriber thing so now they're doing that what xbox live go had like what is, is it like 50 50 million 50 million people you add that to the 20 i think probably 30 didn't sony say that they were at 29 for game pass so now yeah. that's going to be like 80 if you add you know, well, you know, not necessarily crazy. 80 because some of the people well, no, who it's have supposed to be like 10 million game pass subscribers just on consoles 15 on pc right right 15 you're right that's the, the, thank you for correcting me so it's going to be more like 60 ish would be what they're probably will announce in september is what the game pass numbers are so yeah yeah that, that's a that's a that's a good bet by by smooth well you what were you saying <laughs> um um if, if, if if they actually had more more members than we knew in regular Game Pass, like they're above 30 million already, and they announced like an 80 million mark when they do this conversion. Hmm. But, but, that, but, but that, yeah, that's what I was saying with... Uh, I, I was thinking that too, because they got 20, like 20, 20, 25 to 30-ish, right? In Game Pass, but then I'm not thinking that like the majority of those people are PC Game Pass, which this won't affect them. So you're not like adding actual new people to, um, from Game Pass to you know to to that you know like they, they, these aren't people who actually have that the the other other part. So it's like I think it probably will be more like sixty, like like sixty five or something like that million. And, but we'll see what happens. And I'm willing to to bet you a good percentage of that that gold that switches over to core will eventually switch to game pass because of the larger library. A lot of people don't know that stuff exists, especially they're doing this for, for when they put call of duty in game pass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And they want those people coming over for call of duty. And I wouldn't be surprised if they put more value in the core, like six months to a year from now, they throw Starfield in that thing. So because they're what they're going to want to do is tease Yo, they've had this for a year on the other service. Like, you know, probably. And what they'll do is they'll put more games as a service stuff in there because it's an easier yo to come into and it's got online. And I think that, you know, like stuff like Diablo, I would expect to be in there. Not immediately within like a year. I expect like a Diablo to go in there. Right. Because they're, they're going to rotate them out. They'll put Diablo so in there for like six months and then rotate it out. And they're probably also will want to really push. You see here on the graphic, 
they don't have that. Supposedly, you there's a list of the game. Supposedly, there's a list there of the game. There is a list, yeah. There, there is a but, list but, but, the but they also don't have on, so they don't have that you can get core for $60 for a full year. They don't have that because they don't want you to do that. They want you to do the $10 a month because okay. that's more money. So so here's the list. Do you guys want me to read them to, out? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Among Us, great game. I will say that. Uh, Descenders, I have no clue with that game. Dishonored 2, you know, get some love to Dishonored. I love that. Doom Eternal, you know, this is a pretty solid list. I ain't gonna lie. Fable Anniversary, Fallout 4, Fallout 76. Like I told you, a lot of online infrastructure. Uh, Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon 4. So it's not five, so they want you to upgrade to five. I don't know if that'll work out very well. Gears 5, online form again. Grounded makes sense. Uh, then you got Halo 5 and Halo Wars 2. Hellblade, because obviously they're going to want to uh, cross-promote Hellblade to Hellblade 2. Cuban Fall Flight, great uh, multiplayer game. Inside, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, kind of kind of interesting they didn't put the, the first one in there. Yeah, uh, what's the up? first one. Yeah, so, so they're just giving you the, the second Force. one. Yeah, uh, Psychonauts 2. Uh, State of Decay 2. And Elder Scrolls Online. That's interesting, too. So Yeah, there's a lot of uh, live service uh, offerings in there for people who who My... would play things and multi- with multiplayer with, with friends and also would spend a lot of time playing those yeah. games. Yeah. My, my thing is just like, look, like if you want to captivate and give people to the ultimate, sell ultimate on other merits besides online. You know, when they buy Bethesda, Act- Activision, Blizzard, and and King, put like, you know, a certain amount of WoW on Ultimate you can access on PC. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, you can do more things, or if you have Ultimate, you get all the characters on Overwatch unlocked. Like, it's just like, you can do more stuff than try to hold the fact that I can access my online at ransom to make me upgrade $5 to that. And, I, and I'm willing to bet you within a year they'll change that because they because I'm not the only one complaining. So, what's interesting? And like I said, don't that, just... real quick, how many people you think's gonna call, thinking they could play that game, realizing that they can't, and then call and get a refund because it, it's very confusing for someone that's not keeping up with stuff like that. It's very confusing. It, it, it would depend if they actually tell you when you upgrade the features you're gonna lose and marketing wise. They're not gonna do that. They're not gonna right. tell you the shit that you won't get. No, they they, they normally no one well, asks. You that, I, I I think that, and that's the part I agree with. I feel like the overall the way that it's structured, it's like not it's not palatable to just a person looking at. It, it's like oh, if I upgrade to this, it's not like the tier that I'm going from. It's just adding stuff to what I already had. It's like it's a tier it's like i'm starting with multiplayer but the next tier doesn't include multiplayer but it includes a crap ton of games and then you got the pc side of it that gives you both and you don't have to pay for multiplayer the ultimate's the whole thing like i said to me it's a reading comprehension thing you just read and maybe it's kind of harder for me to kind of think about it in a negative term because i know what I know what base Xbox Live and what core is going to be is I mean to me it's literally what PlayStation gave you 
when you first bought your PlayStation five and they gave you those 25 titles that were with every PlayStation five console that they finally officially took away from people earlier this year, if you didn't download them. So that's kind of how I looked at it. Well, they're doing the same thing that, uh xbox is is going to be doing with core, yeah, they, with core. They, they took them away but then they also gave provided you different games as well yeah, different and then, games. but the, the the one good thing i would say that sony did with that was they gave people advance notice so it was like a good two months in advance yes hey these games are leaving so if you can keep them if you want them but you gotta download you them. have to download them and or it's like you put them in your library and if you had you had access to them for two years if you didn't download them that's on you it's like well, it was, you didn't really want to play them at that or you, point. Or, or you really didn't want to play them, right? So ultimately, ultimate is where they want you to be at. If you're on PC, fine, because you're probably not going to play console gaming. So you are missing out on uh not a lot of them, but you are missing out on some of the games because PC Game Pass is actually smaller than the actual Game Pass that's on console. Um, so you are missing out on some of the games there, but you don't have to pay for multiplayer. Ultimate gives you everything. Plus it gives the you only reason, the EA play membership along with it. But the like, only reason that PC Game Pass uh doesn't get all the games that uh you would get from console game pass is just that the Windows store on PC doesn't get all those games. And they're they're right. they they try to mitigate that by doing what epic game store has done by providing a better split to developers and publishers to put their games on there which they have done and it has improved things what what the the biggest problem i had when they first implemented uh pc game pass and it was in beta was that there will be games that they would get like third-party games that would they would you know be able to pay and get that publisher to put it day one in game pass but it wouldn't be day one on pc game pass because that developer wasn't going to put it on on the windows store to begin with or the microsoft store to begin with therefore you don't get access to it so this is kind of like they've helped mitigate that so now even if it's a third-party game if it's going to to xbox game pass day one it's also going to pc game pass day one not gonna lie you know i know some people disagree but once they buy Activision Blizzard King, I would love for them to just build Game Pass into uh, the uh, what's the Blizzard store again? Yeah, Battle.net. 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 We, we, we all and, want and, them to do that. Yeah, and just use Battle.net because I feel like Battle.net is designed for a gaming store. Windows Store is not. Yeah. So and, it, you know, I, mean, I think that app is it's it. The, here's the improvement the games play better because it used to be that like the games were terrible and and it's the reason why a lot of a lot of people on pc will ra- rather buy the game on steam than play the game with no additional charge through the 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 xbox app it has gotten better to the point where the game there isn't like a significant difference in the performance of the game but the store like sometimes it's like you up you you load it up and you got a, a, a ton of updates. You didn't even know of games that you need that need to get up. You need to get updated, uh, or it's running super slow and you don't know why. Uh, various other reasons. Also, mods like the the I don't know if they changed that yet or not. I guess we'll find out when Starfield comes out. But like 
your access to the game files to be able to do mods and get install mods is different on games that are, are installed through the Xbox app versus Steam my, or Epic Game Store. My biggest issue with this whole thing is like I understand certain games can't run on a console very effectively or very good because not necessarily good just like it would be hard because you're replacing keyboard or mouse with controller there's certain games that really need that keyboard mm-hmm. right. that's fine those games okay what i don't like is when xbox would pl- uh when xbox put stuff like gears tactics age of empires only on pl- uh, pc for a certain amount of time and then after a certain amount of time they they convert it over it's like look if you're going to put your feet into the pc pool just do both of them and just mm-hmm. wait till they're both done because it's just like one thing I do like that they're you know really engaging into getting Call of Duty and stuff is I really hope they push more crossplay on everything because with Xbox owning Call of Duty it's easier to strong arm the rest of the industry to do crossplay and cross progression. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm hoping that they do that and they make sure that a lot of games because it's nice when you could just jump on a game like Fortnite, Call of Duty, Warzone. I don't really play that, but you guys get what I'm saying and just mm-hmm. play with everybody. It don't matter what platform. You know, PCs on is on PlayStation Five now. I mean, Discord's on PlayStation Five now. It's on Xbox. Like we're starting to tear these barriers down on where you play with your friends. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I agree with that too. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um the official everyone is starting to switch over on the first of September, 18th is when it will no longer be available anywhere. So the whole I, ironically movie, right before Starfield officially right before, drops. Yeah, right before Starfield officially drops. So <laughs> that, well, that, that, that's well timed. I I also just because it was on my mind. You you guys have mentioned Call of Duty. Isn't it interesting how how PC is second behind mobile when it comes to the percentage of people um per platform that play Call of Duty? Oh yeah, yeah very interesting. A, it, it, I would say a lot of that structure comes from streamers. You know, when when you're watching all these streamers play, normally you try to go where they are because in your mind you can play games with them for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I would say like a lot of their viewership ends up going to PC to play games with them or because their favorite streamer. Like people don't realize there is a huge portion of smaller, like, you know, younger audience that is watching these streamers like a cult. Oh, I agree. 100%. I... I've always said that that's, you know, that's what happened back in 2013 um, when the last Call of Duty hit for Xbox. And then the next year uh, it was announced that PlayStation had the marketing rights and you had a bunch of the higher tier streamers and YouTube creators say they were switching over to PlayStation because that's where the Call of Duty championships were going to be at. You know, you know, everybody went real, real quick. You know, it's funny. Uh, Xbox and Crunchyroll just made a partnership for like 90 days. If you have Ultimate, you have a uh, Crunchyroll for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who owns Crunchyroll? PlayStation. Sony. Or Sony. Yeah. People be sitting here acting like there's all this beef between the two companies. I'm sure Xbox didn't like the 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 stuff that they did over the Call of Duty stuff, but don't get it twisted. They can make a buck together. They'll make a buck together. Yeah, that's absolutely. True. Yeah, that's I. Uh... It's it's just weird when people try to argue otherwise than that, but you know, only, I could only just see, I could just know. see Phil 
calling Ryan after his like interrogation in that courtroom. It's like, so how how was that court here? Wow! <laughs> Shout <It> out! Was... <laughs> Shout out to the homeboy uh, Dragonheart Yobi with the nine month resupply for the ten percenter. Shout out to the DPS podcast. Uh, really appreciate you, bro. Um, let's move on to the next thing. So, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three. A lot of leaked information came out about what's going to be happening with this year's Call of Duty. Um, supposedly, it's only going to be a basically Modern Warfare Two point um, five update to the game, but they're changing a lot of stuff. Where they're changing, uh, like the way that the reticles remove um, react, they're changing the speed of the game, uh, just the overall recoil of the game. Like in, in slow mo, I want to go to you first mm -hmm. because you are. You are the man that keeps killing people with the KDs that go above 10,000. What is your thoughts on what they are actually, if this is true, what is your thoughts on how they're basically rolling out Modern Warfare 3 uh, on top of what happened with Modern Warfare 2? Um, I, I saw some of the, the, the rumored changes. The one that really caught my eye was attachments. Mm -hmm. um not having negative uh negative uh attributes to them um i i thought that was uh kind of like a uh, it, I, it's pretty interesting i i think uh i think i i it, it would be a, probably a welcome change for the hardcore call of duty community i'm i'm not one of them i mean i just i'm i'm a hardcore first person shooter guy or shooter guy in general cuz i play a third person shooter uh as well um so I just dabble in Call of Duty from time to time, you know. I that I have a a a, a well positive KD isn't part, isn't important. It's just I dabble. I'm not I'm not big into the, the Call of Duty scene like that. But I uh, I from what I've seen from a lot of people who are like hardcore Call of Duty fans, they this these are the things that they wanted. They wanted from Modern Warfare too. And so there it's going to be a welcome change. I do wonder why this uh the version for this year went from being a big expansion for for last year's game to a, its own full-fledged game i kind of wonder if contractually activision did that so that they could get closer to ending whatever partnership they had with sony to either mm. potentially do what do with the acquisition to xbox or if it failed to renegotiate a new deal with sony you know having getting themselves closer to getting this deal over so they can negotiate better terms or just get out of it completely since since you know they'll be acquired i just kind of wondered like why did they turn this into a full-fledged release when they had initially planned not to either way i think uh i'll be playing it this uh this this fall so yeah attic so for if you didn't see see the article well not even article the tweet that we're talking about it was some dude trust me um it was a uh, modern warfare 3 will very much feel like modern warfare 2.2 but the game will step back from some of its um late typical uh infinity war designs choices from red dot slower movement ads attachment abilities Design is expected, more colorful, but the map design, and then dot, 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 and he left everybody on a cliffhanger <laughs> with the maps. He said he'll talk, he'll he'll uh, discuss that stuff later. I know you're not the hugest of Call of Duty fans, but especially with Xbox and the whole 
Act, uh, Activision Blizzard deal um, hopefully done within the next two months and we can like leave this in the dust. What are your thoughts on just Call of Duty, the direction that they're going on? And what do you think about some of these changes if this is true, what they're actually going to do with this title when it was supposed to just be like kind of a smaller release, but now they're turning it into kind of a full fledged release of the game? Yeah, well, I mean, when it comes to that, I I go off of like what the personas and and you know Jabari's want. Like, yes, sir. I I saw like them butcher my Final Fantasy with whatever the hell they called sixteen, and it, and it's just like some I don't here for saying that, bro. I mean, they can take L's because uh, <laughs> I I give just as many as I take. So let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I'm not the biggest fan of Call of Duty, so when it comes down to it, I don't want to really speak too much in deficits. Like Call of Duty just isn't for me, and I'm not trying to change Call of Duty to be for me, and then it ends up changing the game away from what everyone loves Call of Duty now for. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just like I'll play something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's because I, I, I saw that, what happened man. with Final Fantasy. Like. I love Final Fantasy. 16 was okay, but it just wasn't a Final Fantasy game to me. And and, it, and it's just like, that's what happened with Final Fantasy. They continued to adapt to the what the audience wanted Final Fantasy to be. And I feel like they lost their way at some point. And then people say, well, turn-based just isn't what it used to be. That's not what Persona says. That's not what Dragon Quest says. That's not what, uh, what's that? The Yakuza Like a Dragon, that scored really good, sold really good. It's mm-hmm. like it, Square Enix jumped off the hill by themselves. They didn't try to tighten up the reins. They jumped off the hill by themselves. So so you were rather like you were we were you would have rather had a Final Fantasy that was that was turn based or just not fully the, the combat system that they had in sixteen. I would prefer turn-based, but I'm not against just finding something that works. I felt like Final Fantasy VII Remake worked, yes. you know, and I, I do I think feel... the remake's combat is perfect. I love it. Yeah, I... and, and but see, for some reason, they abandoned that combat in 16. I think and, it, and it's... I, I was going to say real quick, I feel, I feel like it's about execution. Like, I feel like... I enjoyed the combat in sixteen. I do. I feel. I do think it's still a, a Final Fantasy game. I just don't. I but I do understand people who feel like, especially when it comes to the very very light RPG elements of the game, the the, the not having using uh like elements for weaknesses and, and certain things like that for the combat to be centered around stagger it, it, and staggering the enemy. I you can argue slow mo that the stagger system is what ruined Final Fantasy. This, I feel like this ever one? since I know I'm just saying it's stagger system in general. Ever since they implemented that in Final Fantasy 13, I feel like they all they do now to make care to make like enemy creatures and boss creatures in general like more unique compared to the previous one. Oh, we just give them more health so they have to stagger them an extra time. So mm-hmm. it, I I do think that you know when that stagger system it could have went a good way or a bad way, and I feel like every game they've improved it to a point. And then they ruin it the next game. Yeah, I mean, I here's the wild thing though, right? This is the since maybe Final Fantasy Nine. This is the first sixteen is the is the the first one I've enjoyed since nine. 
So it, it it's just like, I like everyone ten. Ten is, yeah, everyone's going to, yeah, and, and a lot of people like 10, but like everyone's going to have a different, a different feel for it, especially when you do things differently. And I, I never want to hinder creativity of developers and their opportunity to do things new. This is kind of how I feel about like 343 and Halo. Like, I just want them to just basically tell the Halo community to shut the F up and we're going to make, we're going to make our game and just make your game. And, and the funny and, thing is, is when it comes to like final, like when it comes to three four three, I feel like they had something in five, and because of the community, they abandoned all of that and didn't try to tighten up that formula any. Yeah, but I do think the gunplay in Halo Infinite is the best gunplay they've ever developed. I think it's it's amazing. It's the it's it's up there to me it's up there with what bungie created with the with, with with their games it's very good i just think that like you can you're they're never going to satisfy a lot of the hardcore halo community that like some of them don't want sprint like what 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 year are you living in i agree and i don't feel me being a much bigger at this point Halo fan than I am a Final Fantasy fan, I don't feel I don't have that kind of uh, aggression towards the Final Fantasy community that's that's dissatisfied with sixteen. But I do kind of feel like like it's not really that they didn't do turn based again. Is that what they chose to go with didn't resonate with some people because it, it, because if it if it really if you really execute on something so well like we'll take five minutes seven remake where a lot of people didn't like that it wasn't going to be turn-based and then they played it and it was like oh well that's i like that though you know so another, it's like the execution really is is what it's about and the funny thing is they would have did the elements right and i know we've completely went off topic but no, no, they would have if you they would have did like the elements how they're supposed to, like a Final Fantasy games generally does, you could have put that to lore wise, where someone's like, "I, Sheva, come here, we'll help me fight." You know, what one of them probably if I don't know. Uh, sometimes they're weird on what's weak to what, but it's like there's certain people that would have been weak to other summons, and be like, "No, nah, I can't fight that person. I, I won't win." Like, <laughs> so it, it, it's just like I just like once again, and you know, I got really attacked for it. I said my concern with 16 is they. it looks like they put so much, and they did the same thing with 15. It felt like they put the majority of the budget behind how we're going to implement the summons in the game and didn't care about nothing else but that. Well, uh, I, I think they cared about the story more. Because 15 no, I think, story I think is... That's, I think that summon was uh, the the number one focus. It doesn't mean that, like, the I... I I haven't finished 15, but I've been told 15, uh, 16 stories like way better than 15. 16 so, story is light years better than 15 story. Uh, it didn't really take much to do that too, but it's like I said, they, they, there's nothing like extremely yeah, wrong. You ain't with, like Ignis' story? No. Nah, like, <laughs> there's nothing extremely wrong with Final Fantasy 16, but it just, it's like I feel about like Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild, and, and Fallout 4. They're great games. They're just not good Fallout, Zelda, and Final Fantasy games. Watch your mouth, sir. Watch your mouth. What is your favorite? What is the best Final? What is the best uh, Zelda game? Um, probably. I don't know. Like when it comes to that, like I really like Link to the Past. Ocarina of Time was really good. I'm it like one on of the, the type few... of game you like. The, the I, style. I, I would say probably 
the one that resonates the most with me is probably Ocarina of Time. Same. I really like I really like Twilight Princess though. I know a lot of people didn't like that a whole lot, but I really enjoy Twilight Princess. Yeah, it's hard for me to still get past um Ocarina as much as and, I and, love the Breath of the Wild series. I don't make me fall asleep over here talking about Zelda. I consider Breath of the Wild and <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom just games that took in place in the in the land of Hyrule. In the land That's of all Hyrule. I consider them. Okay. I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with you there. Um, <laughs> slow mo. Um, don't ask me no Zelda questions because you already know I, I, okay. got, I got nothing. Moving on, then. Moving on. So, a lot of stuff happened over the weekend. You know, we had, you know, the, the CMA fall apart, you know, it, it officially fall apart and have all their stuff denied and, 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 and the mergers and acquisition lawyers and all of the people in the community were lawyers for a day and they all had something to say. And we're going to get to like exactly what's happening with that towards the end of the show. But in the midst of all that, Phil Spencer on a Sunday on a, was that was that on Sunday? Um, Attic? I think yes, that was Sunday. It was yeah, Lord it was Day. a. It's so weird because it happened on a Sunday, on the Lord's Day, on the day that King was gonna let everybody know that the war was almost over. Came out and said and that they had announced that the war is over. <laughs> <laughs> announced that PlayStation signed a binding deal. At first, we didn't know the actual length and terms of the deal. But a lot of information came out once again on a Sunday. These lawyers were working overtime that day and um, they signed a 10 year deal. And it was only after we found out for Call of Duty. First thing I want to ask is, <laughs> is this really a nail? Because if I remember correctly, the initial 10 year deal had them getting everything from Activision Blizzard, not just Call of Duty. It's definitely so, a nail. So what is our thoughts on how this all shook out? I, I'm gonna go to you first, Loma. It's definitely an L and it's in and, and it's I just an L. Say Jim Ryan played himself. That's all I was say. Yeah, look, he gambled and he lost. This is what happens when you when you you take that option. And it's like, I mean, he, he probably knew the risk. He probably knew the risk when he when he when he went there. He had the option to have uh X amount of years. I don't know if it was ten years or not. But he had the option of having all of Activision and Blizzard games. And then and, and I understand negotiation tactics. You ask for things that you don't really want so that when in the midst of negotiating, you you give up the things that you never really wanted anyway, but you pretended that you did in order to keep the things that you actually do want. But then right. jumping, you know, to the 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 notion that you can now try to get Bethesda games back was a bridge too far. And it's just you you he fought a good fight. You went to all the regulators, you flew across all all across the world, tried to get the deal he, blocked. Quick, like he said he was I, doing. Real quick, do you think that was the one of the goals from the start was try to get the Bethesda games back? Uh no, I, I don't think he really thought he was gonna get that. I think he 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 proposed that as something that he would take away later on in order to make sure he didn't have to give up something in negotiating in, in negotiating with Phil that he actually did want to keep. So oh, it's right. kind of like like let's say I if you are negotiating and I got five things I tell you I want, but I really only want three. By the end of the negotiations, if we're shaking hands, I'm hoping I'm keeping the three things that I really didn't or want. Or at least two of them. 
Or at least two of them, right? That's why I think he 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 over he over proposed in order in order to try to end up with more than he actually could get. And then and instead What's... Phil just said, I'm not gonna negotiate at all, and we'll see how this group rolls out in court, and then he lost. So now this is he what he, he gets. pulled the I see your ass duty. in court. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what he gets, he just gets called a duty. He doesn't get anything else, doesn't get any of the Blizzard games, doesn't get if anything else that Activision may make, he doesn't get that stuff either. And so, like, yeah, you lost because a year ago you could have had more than this, and now you don't. So you still get Call of Duty, which, you know, they have to give you. I mean, Phil sat in court and, you know, swore he would he would do that. So, like, he's not going to go back on it. But you could have had more than that. And I'm pretty sure that he knows that, and he knew that the very end of it all, at, if we lose, we'll still just get Call of Duty, but right. we'll try to get everything else. And so he took an L, but I think it's an L he knew that he knew a, that he he could potentially get. So, yeah. Hmm. Attic, what about you? you know, I think Jim Ryan, you know, he played himself. I, I think he generally thought that in or I think when it first started, because you saw it, the first the emails when it was first announced. Jim was like, oh, you know, I'm not scared. We good. There ain't nothing wrong with this. And then I feel like he started seeing, because he, obviously he going to make his own little statements. And I think he started seeing the waves that he was making doing them. And then he got in his head, I can get this canned. I can get this blocked. <laughs> like, yeah. So that I, I think he went into, let's get this blocked mode. And, you know, I'm just curious if he, like, assured PlayStation anything. You know, it's mm. like, oh, you know, if, if if you don't sign that deal, I can get the whole thing blocked. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, it, I mean, it, I'm very curious if, like, they they didn't take that deal because they didn't want to take that deal or they didn't take that deal from, like, a third party, like Jim telling them not to take the deal that he thinks he can get it canceled. And, and imagine, like, going to the, going to the, um, back into the meeting room and be like, and they, and they, they Phil toss Phil's lawyers toss over that piece of paper, in in the PlayStation people, the ones above him, and look at that, and it's like, this just says Call of Duty. Oh, you didn't like the last deal, so we thought you'd like this too. <laughs> it's like this is what you wanted all along, and so you know he, I do think he generally thought he can get that canceled. I generally do think he thought that with his connections in those regions that he could use that leverage to leverage the entire thing to not happening. Mm -hmm. I, I think, I think, I mean, let's be for real. He was fighting from a position of strength, especially when you had, you know, the FTC coming out here saying that they wanted to, you know, pretty much go against any big tech, you know, pretty much you're talking about Microsoft at that point, you know, trillion dollar companies, you know, and, and blocking like acquisitions and mergers and stuff like this. And then, you know, PlayStation being at its best in the European markets and all these different other places, they thought they had a really, really good chance of doing that. That's why you saw a lot of the conversation, especially from us, when it came to just the conversation that was being had during the, during the proceedings, that it seemed like it was more about protecting PlayStation than the actual deal itself like you know and it and it took a judge that you know let's be for real doesn't know everything about gaming but i i felt like they use 
not 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 they just use common sense you know some of the stuff that she said is like well if this game is on game pass playstation has games like god of war why aren't they on game pass you would think they would do something like that to compete and i was like hmm that's interesting that's something that we think all the time and and not saying that's something they should do but that's what competition does it makes you do things that you normally probably wouldn't think about doing and i think that's kind of the the thing that happened over the course of time so i never will be upset and i never told anybody that jim ryan was a fool i didn't say i never call him jim ryan lying ryan and all this stuff because he, he just made I, a gamble and lost he made he did what he was supposed to do as the c as the ceo of playstation as the head of playstation he made a gamble and he lost he was supposed to make that gamble because if he didn't make that gamble it would probably be even more fallout but i am interested in the thing that you said addict how far up the chain did not sign that deal go because could there be re, uh, re repercussions and stuff for not signing the deal and then losing out on all this stuff. And I guess the last thing I'll ask you what? around just this topic in general is would Xbox actually not release those games on the PlayStation platform? Like, will we, will we see like, I mean, we, you know, Phil Spencer talked about elder scrolls and stuff like that. Said that game's too far out for us to, like kind of talk about or what about the next you know the next mmo that's coming out from blizzard is i mean we we think it's a live it's a nice service game is that something they can actually not put on playstation what do you guys think about that i think they don't have to sorry i'm just getting back sorry i I think i think mmo style games games as a service style games those will be on all platforms but i do think they're looking at stuff like crash maybe potentially bringing Spiral back, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, a prototype in the future, depending on how well they do things. I feel like they're looking at those and, like, they ain't going nowhere. Like, those are yeah. those are ours now. So, like, mm-hmm. What you think, Salomo? I have no idea, because I, I literally, like I said, I just got back, oh, so I don't we're know. Just talking, no, we're just talking, <laughs> no, just ask, you know, like, how, since the deal is only for, you know, Call of Duty, mm-hmm. and not all of Activision Blizzard, do we think that there is actually a chance that Xbox would not release these games on the PlayStation platform because it, it's it's at their is at their choice at this point now. I think they'll release stuff on there that is like if they come out with an Overwatch three, I think that has a high likelihood of also showing up on PlayStation because that's a game that you're you're really relying on having a big community and you want more players to play the game. And so you're also going to have, because that game has o- Overwatch 1 and, I mean, 1.5, really, because Overwatch 2 really is no, it's the same thing. But, like, you, you're, you're, you, this game already has a player base on PlayStation. If you chose to do an Overwatch 3 and you didn't put it on there, for, for, for a game that's really been, like, actually a long-standing game and not an annually released game like Call of Duty, you have a higher likelihood of not getting those people to, to switch over. So I think that for some of the, their games, they will be, like, that survival game that, you know, that the Blizzard devs have been talking about, they're really excited about, that's right. probably going to be exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem. Uh, anything else that they're making that's single player oriented, likely 
would be exclusive. But who knows? I, I kind of feel like it's not that big a deal because we're not going to really see these games anytime soon. Like it, it's with the way AAA development is and with the release cadence of Blizzard being what it's been and the fact that Activision really doesn't release much else outside of Call of Duty every year. Like, who's going to be making these games? Right. So it's just, and then by the time they do get into development to make those games, you're looking at a good, like, three, four, five years before they come out. We're talking that talking about next gen at that point. So it's not, I, I, I really, as of now, don't really think it's that big a deal. But we'll see right. how, how it turns out in the future. Right. Yeah, I agree. So I made a change on the last two topics. I flipped them around because we were, since we were, I don't know what I was thinking, we were talking about the 10 year deal. I might as well, you know, put that right into the Phil Spencer emails and talk about the email that he sent over and then just the deal being delayed to October 18th of this year. And uh, I got the email right here, read it to you guys, you know, extending the close date of the ABK deal sent from Phil Spencer to the, um, to the, gaming uh pretty much everybody at microsoft and their leaders and, and then jamie and brad smith were copied on it it says team microsoft and activision blizzard remain optimistic that we will get this acquisition over the finish line so we have jointly agreed to extend the merger agreement to october 18th 2023 while we can technically close in the u.s due to the recent legal developments this extension gives us additional time to resolve the remaining regulatory concerns in the uk i want to thank everybody for their time and energy and support of the regulatory process and all of the great work coming for uh, coming to fruition for xbox this year players around the world will be delighted with the incredible lineup of games launching in the next few months including starfield and forza motorsport it is also great to see the fantastic work the APA team are delivering for their players with the successful launch of Diablo 4 and the ongoing performance of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. We uh, and we congratulate them on their accomplishments as we move even closer to the finish line. We are more excited than ever before about furthering our mission to bring more games to more players everywhere. Bill Spencer. So, first. The deal being extended to October 18th, 2023. A lot of people are saying this really does open up a, a scenario where the deal isn't a slam dunk anymore. And it feels like every other day. Nah, we, we, it's over. I think the deal's I, I, I don't over. know. I, I don't think the know deal's what, over, what these, but these people are thinking that think that this isn't over. But I, it, they extended it. Look, if, if, the CMA is blow is just blowing smoke and really not serious about negotiations. They'll just close over the seats to CMA. That's what I. That's it, what this I this, this isn't going to October eighteenth. It's no. not going to the deadline again. They will just close the deal. They, the I the FTC is already pretty much. Uh, I think done. they're going off good faith right now. Yeah, it's it, I I yeah, and I I I don't. If if the CMA they say they say oh but due to whatever changes that they have discussed that haven't been public yet I don't think that they have to now do start from scratch at phase one again I mean they they already have the information they need for the majority of this they don't need to do the whole research thing all over again acts 
uh, uh, the companies in the industry to give their opinion all over again. A lot of the stuff that took a long time doesn't need to be done again. So this 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 process should be shorter, despite them starting over again. That's it. It's. I think it, the end result is the CMA still saying no. They're just going to close over the CMA and keep it moving. Yeah. Uh, I actually kind of thought they were going to just close over the CMA this week. I think I, I think the CM I think the CMA is going to close. I, I I think they'll approve it because to to me well, they have to have some form of communication right now to not just close it. I, I feel like you know their lawyers have talked and they've come they've come up with at least some outline of an agreement and it's it's so promising that Microsoft was willing. Because obviously anything can happen, you know. They they could find a loophole between now and then to try to stop them from from closing. But I think Microsoft willing to take that risk because they see that if if this deal's outline is is promising enough where they can finish it and not have to like upset any country, they're willing to do right. that. Right, because yeah, yeah. they're not done. They're definitely going to continue acquiring. Uh, or attempting to continue Magical. acquiring more publishers and developers. So they don't want to piss a regulator off with this one and then could potentially make it even harder for them, even though I think it's going to be harder for them regardless of of that. I, I don't think they really have... I think any publisher they may try to acquire that's over, that would cost over $10 billion, uh is out of the question for them at this point. I think right. the, way the, the way the regulators are, the way the FTC is making changes now, to try to better combat against these kind of acquisitions. I think that any, I think they, they, they will be to fly under the radar and not have all this drama. They'll have to like acquire a much smaller publisher, like a Bandai Namco or like, just like straight up bigger, big development studios or others, just studios. Cause it's just anything bigger than that. And they're, they're, they're going to be, fighting them even harder tooth and nail. And now that they've got these, these regulators and other people in other industries, attention and, and imagine, on too, imagine too, if like they, because they got money, they bullied themselves to, to win. Mm-hmm. And, and now when you go to buy, so let's say that, you know, Dustin's right. And they try to go after a take two next, they go, they, they're going to shut that down. And that doesn't even look bad on the CMA part. Like if they bullied themselves to win over the CMA and they try to get take two, the, the FTC would actually have more, an actual case to go against it. Look like they, look what they did in the CMA. They claimed they weren't doing this. They did like, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, they, they have to be very careful how they move going forward. And I don't think this is why I like something. I feel like, like people like Sega's next. And I'm like, I, I talked about this last, last week, me and Forte were talking about this and I'm just like, I don't see how people think they're acquiring Sega. Sega's doing great. And Z- both Zenimax and Activision agreed to be acquired at a time where they were looking to be acquired. And if unless Sega is looking to be acquired, like how is that somehow like that's definitely going to happen? The, I just the thing though it. is, you know, Activision, besides all that stuff going on, you can argue if Microsoft never accepted, they went to Microsoft for a reason. Then they knew that deep, they had deep pockets. Right, it, it, and it's like, at the end of the day, especially Sega's. A lot of people think that Sega can't be bought because it's a Japanese company. I've talked to people that oh, would, no, they, they it could be it can be dope. Yeah, it could be bought. It, it, one of the biggest things that helps them is that they're not buying a public traded company. 
as Sega. They're 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 gonna bite off a of Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes them a lot easier. It just look. They have a good relationship with a couple people. I do think Sega. Uh, I know for a fact that Sega was looked at at one time. Yeah. Uh, that was before the ABK thing happened. So you know, is it one of those case scenarios where it's like, look, we'll put we'll put the the tactics on here day and date. We'll put you know that that new game was announced on their stage. We'll also put the uh, the three remake, whatever that's called. We're putting that in Game Pass day and date. So I do think there is enough reason to think okay maybe there is something going on between sega and 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 xbox but as far as like buying them that that's different because we don't know how deep that hole goes right i this is what i said last week this is what i think happened i think and we saw the documents we saw the 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 emails they definitely target looked at sega did an analysis and targeted them as someone they wanted to acquire i think they shot their shot i think sega said no but kind of in shooting their shot, where they ended up at is that I forgot what they what the Sega CEO called it when they made the announcement about Super Game. They called it a strategic partnership. I think they did. I think I think that was the wording of it. So they ended up with a partnership, which has benefited Xbox greatly. If you look at the fact they look at the last showcase, as you mentioned, three Atlas games are awesome. were revealed there which is before like three years ago you couldn't get a single atlas game on on xbox period that's just that kind of shows the the level of even though they may not have acquired them they did improve the relationship to the point where you're getting those games and they're being marketed on your platform so so you're still getting the benefit of working with sega you just don't own them which I feel like some people just want to buy them just so that, like, it's a console war thing. They just want to point at Sony and, and, and PlayStation fans and say, ha ha. I think the reason I want them but, to buy them is there's not a lot of people you could talk to that make these high quality JRPGs. And mm-hmm. I feel like Sega is the only realistic one that Microsoft can buy. I don't think Bandak would ever sell to them. I don't think Square Enix definitely ain't going to sell to them. I don't think uh, Capcom's ever going to sell to them. Konami, most likely not. And no. it, to, to me, Sega is the only hope that Microsoft will ever have a branch, like a true branch of their company in in Japan. And then if they buy them, they just throw uh, games... Uh, tango studio into that into that branch yeah because i'm sure i'm sure it's harder for bethesda to monitor and check up and help um tango because they're they're so far away from all the rest of their studios yeah and 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 that that would be like all the benefits to to acquiring sega for, for for the xbox ecosystem and and all that stuff it's just well i still look look at at the end of the day i look at the fact that like sega's doing great right now they're doing really good and sega that division that they would want to acquire is like 50 percent of sega sammy's annual revenue and i just it's when you're doing great and they're doing that division's doing great it's that's usually and it will be seen so far you're not getting a publisher selling that that division with the, with these current set of circumstances, the only issue they'll have buying Sammy, I mean Sega from Sammy, is I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of key people that run Sega that work for Sammy 
they'll have to replace that whole infrastructure. Like, I do think there will be a semi-form of a of a publisher there with Sega. It's just I think they'll have to hire certain people in that region to take some of the people that's not going to come with them from Sammy. Because I think if they buy Sega from Sammy, I don't think they're picking up the whole thing. They, they, yeah, they're no, they're no, going to no. buy a lot of the... Because they're going to buy a lot of the gaming outlet and then the rest they're going to have to build on their own yeah yeah and i I didn't think about that because they would have to like the whole marketing aspect of things the whole uh the 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 management side well not necessarily the management of the games but like the there's sections of it that sammy does handle that they, they would have to step in and do that and that's a bit different than acquiring an activision abk where they're going to just continue to keep doing what they're doing anyway, or Zenimax Media, which does the same thing. So now this would be a little bit different. Like maybe Ar- Artemis, we need to be under Artemis in the chat said Sega Co. Uh, CEO said they are not looking to sell at the time. Yeah, Bethesda said the same thing. Look where they're at. Like th- these companies are never going to come openly and admit that they're looking to be bought ever. Steve Parsons said the same thing too. Because because at the end of the day, you know if someone says something like oh microsoft's talking to us that's going to get like let's say micro first off they're probably legally not allowed to tell anyone because microsoft's probably talking to eight different other companies and that's going to make the price go up and down depending on where they're at and and, the, and not to mention like the morale why am i working here i'm about we might get bought by a bigger company and i might lose my job because let's be real here there's going to be layoffs there's always layoffs so when you mm-hmm. add as many people that's coming into uh activism blizzard or king it's going to eventually lead to some form of layoff hopefully it's not a huge layoff but it's going to happen regardless or or if you're a, a publicly traded company and you admit that you're negotiating you know like, like, look first of all all these acquisitions there was never an inkling that what was going to happen right until it was it was officially announced because they they don't want that kind of stuff getting out especially if it turns to kind of fall flat and don't turn out you know to be an acquisition if it gets leaked out and then that changes your stock price for good or bad but then it doesn't happen like the neg- the the fallout of that the end result that could end up being very very negative for the company overall for over something that didn't turn out to happen at all so it's just they never really let that stuff leak and the answer is always going to be no we're not doing that at this time but sometimes that's true that they really are aren't looking to be boy at that time and and other times it may be they're negotiating they just really legally can't say say much else outside of no we're not doing that right now it's like and what's funny is like people don't really i know for a fact that microsoft has approached ubisoft they've approached uh they've approached they they approached um steam at one point like these all these companies are talking to each other all the time it's not just microsoft how many times do you think playstation probably talked to insomniac before they actually put the ring on probably a decade I can see that. That was a right. great deal every time on their part. It's every, <laughs> time they, every time they buy a game, uh, they make a game for PlayStation. Oh, so, you know, what you guys think about being bought up from us right now? Like, people act like Sony doesn't buy stuff because they'd rather work. No, most of the time, I guarantee you, they have approached these companies to buy. But what, when, first off, when, when you have a younger person that's really thirsty to make an impact. They're not selling at that time, but guess what will happen? They make eight, nine games. It's been 15 years. And like, okay, Sony. All right. Now take the company. Now I'm done. <laughs> take the company. Now I'm done. 
Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. I mean, I think in general, it just ultimately comes back to what's best for whatever company at that point. Like, I do think like there was like the like you said, like Doria said, there was the rumor that Square was on a table before um Activision. I mean, before ABK was, which if you if you kind of strip it all back and you look at it, a it lot of sense. stuff. A lot of stuff happened with Square as soon as the ABK deal kind of materialized. That's when you saw Square literally divest themselves of all of their Western studios and they sent them over. It was, it was five cheek. months after. It was five yeah, months literally after. Literally, right after the fact. So it was almost like Microsoft was, I, I think it was, that's what probably the deal was. I think Square was looking to get rid of their Western division and Microsoft was willing to buy. That's why you saw. All those hey, partnerships. You with remember the- what I said, like when that happened, that like yeah. I, I thought Embracer was trying to flip it. Like yeah. basically, they bought it for dirt cheap, knowing that like, hey, once this ABK deal is done, we can sell this. We can sell a good portion of this to Microsoft to and, my, and, yeah. and make and make a profit off of it. But and I still think that's going to happen. I don't know. Oh, just just with all this. Ability with Embracer right now, I don't know if Embracer can hold on to it long enough to make that move to sell it to Microsoft later on, nor do I feel like they have the leverage right now to be able to sell it for a profit the way they did before. Yeah, Yeah, like they did before. Because they've had to, like, open up more of their their, their company to be sold, like, to be have it sold sold at the stock, which is not a good, a good, uh, a good impression. And they had a big deal with, with a quote-unquote mysterious uh investor like no one knows that was amazon that fell through uh they amazon was courting them making a a tomb raider tv show or movie one of those and making and they're they're publishing the game for the ip that they own in 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 the studio that they own amazon was definitely that investor but at some point i don't know what it was something spooked amazon and they backed out of this like two three billion dollar deal and that really put embracer in a tailspin so whatever plans they had like when they decided they acquired spent 300 million to acquire uh idols montreal um 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 crystal dynamics 50 ip and all that stuff like who knows if that's still going to turn out the way that they thought they did unless microsoft like unless they get like a crazy deal from them i don't think that they're gonna buy them right off the bat like i think that they're gonna want to see how crystal dynamics you know interacts with the initiative because i do think if the if the niche if they do buy crystal dynamics i think they're gonna merge the initiative crystal dynamics i don't yeah. think it, i don't think crystal is, ever, is gonna be its own company anymore neither that or they'll merge the names they like crystal initiative or something like that i don't know uh maybe they'll do that just for morale they they, they could just dissolve the initiative and call <laughs> so like, there's one company that has a name that's like got a little pedigree to it and the other company is just like i mean I, it's it's i think it's, it's, it's nothing so far it's going to determine like when fable comes out if fable's a solid hit the company working with fable's probably going to get bought and then when i don't yeah yeah i i think you'll see if these companies work good with the initiative and playground second team 
I think you'll buy they'll buy these studios just to turn these company uh, just to merge the companies because if they if the staff work good, especially Crystal Dynamics, the initiative, you know they they got one of the the person who used to lead that company. I I, I do think that because people think they're going to buy Crystal and Crystal is going to be its own uh, its own dev dev. I don't think that's the case. I think if they buy Crystal, all those comp all those people that work for Crystal is going to be working for the initiative. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll definitely merge. Um, I, I, I think there are studios that they they don't want to acquire right now at a very sensitive time period because then just any additional acquisition in gaming right now could have their detractors like, see, you know, mm-hmm. see what they're yeah. doing? So yeah. they're waiting, but I think there are a number of studios that they're kind of like trying them out, kind of like how you like you test drive a car before you buy it. Like IO IO Interactive with whatever Dragon game that they haven't announced yet, and um um what's the name what's the name of the 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 dev the, the dev that did the uh oh it's the one that's doing Contraband, but it's like I forgot the name of the games they the name of the developer or the games they used to make I can't remember, but like they're kind of trying them out too. I think Asobo I think they would love to acquire Asobo yeah, right because Asobo has done great. But like you just can't acquire them right now because you know of how it looks. But Avalanche once... Studios is that company? Yes, Avalanche. Thank you. Like so, like I think these are another. There are a number of studios that they're working with Xbox Publishing, and it's more than just thank <laughs> you for making an exclusive game for us. It's it's kind of like, do we like your culture? Do we like how you how you work internally? Because like they used to have a great relationship with Moon Studios, and then. That didn't turn out too great. Then we found out what was going on at Moon Studios, and it's like, yeah, it makes sense. They wouldn't acquire them. I, all their acquisitions seem to be of studios that, whether you agree with the culture or not, the culture is stable. You know, it could be like they're all different. Like Double Fine's different than Ninja Theory, but there's a stable culture of 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 how the studio operates and everyone understands what's going on there and there's not a lot of turmoil going on in the ones they do acquire so i think that they will want to make sure that these studio the studios that they're looking at and making games for them are kind of fitting that profile so they could go ahead and like all right we like how they work and we can actually let leave them alone and they could and they won't completely screw up now they've made some mistakes already with that and i think that's kind of like with some studios that came in with bethesda and and stuff was going on that they they weren't aware of because of a, a real lack of communication in addition to the initiative stuff that they created that studio i think they're it seems like their their behavior with studios they've created is different than their behavior with the studios that they acquired like there's more freedom at the acquired studios than the created ones maybe that's just me speculating but i do think that their their idea of like we want a certain kind of studio that's not going to be difficult to deal with and i think they're kind of looking for those kind of those 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 aspects and features in these studios that they're working with mm-hmm yeah, it's wow. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of different ways it can go, honestly. And a lot of people are going to be just looking forward to. But you know, I think I can speak for all of us here in the chat. Well, probably not everybody in the chat. It should be everybody in the chat and everybody on this panel. We just want this over with. 
really just want this over with. Just want the deal to be done so um, Xbox can move forward and um, we know exactly what's going to happen with them over the course of the next couple of years. And my biggest thing is I'm just happy that, you know, a lot of people talk about consolidation and everything. I just feel like at a certain point, we just can't. People, corporations should still be able to grow. And I felt like that was kind of part of the argument of saying that they're too big from not everybody, but from a lot of people and that their money shouldn't be able to dictate their position in the world. And I'm like, money has dictated a lot of positions in the world, even at the political level. So, and it, it still happens. To, it still happens to this day. So with that being said, let's move over to the last topic. Going to be probably be a really quick one, which is really cool because nobody knew how, who was doing this, but all of a sudden, you know, call of duty games from the 360 era earlier in the Xbox one era started getting updates. And as of, um, I want to say as of Monday afternoon, Tuesday at morning, some of these games, namely games like Black Ops 2, had almost a million people playing it because Xbox went in and fixed the servers. And when I mean fixed the servers, they made them, they made the performance better. They got rid of all the cheating on the No, platform. they didn't. Some of them. Some of not, them. Well, still some of them, not all of it. Some of them. Some of My them. brother said he got knifed by... My yeah. brother, he got knifed by a dude that was invisible this Oh, morning. he did? Okay, so, so, they, so they didn't get I, rid of all I of it. I personally got so, killed. I'm running on a map by my, no shot, just died. And then oh, in, in the kill cam, I see a, a guy pointing a pistol at a wall. Oh, man. And he <laughs> just, he just shooting at a wall. And this? I see, he, <laughs> this was uh, Black Ops 1? 1. Or two, it was either Black Ops one or two because I I own them all anyway. So it's just like I was playing, I played both of them, just it, you know, just to to kind of jump back in and be like, oh okay, you know, you know, right. a, a little nostalgia. And I was just like, as soon as that happened, I was like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, they did not fix that cheat, no they, they, sir. So well, they, no, my yeah. my brother told me they dramatically fixed it because it used to be every lobby, but he is still running into cheaters every couple games. Okay, but at least they did something to it. But but I mean, I was just like, because I it happened the first time it happened. I was like, who shot me? I didn't hear anything, and then I just <laughs> skipped. I just skipped as soon as I tried to get back and respond as quickly as possible. The second time it happened, I was like, hey, wait, hold up now. And then I see it's a it's guy just standing in a corner, staring at a wall, and I'm like, nah, fam, I'm done. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to. You are like you are not about to ruin my memories of this game. <laughs> no, I am good. So, so with that being said, what do we? First of all, no one knew who did it. Comes to find out, it was confirmed that Xbox did do this on their own. Um, you know that that the Backpack team, the team that we thought they disbanded because they stopped, you know, working and stuff on all the Backpack games. What is our what are you guys' thoughts on basically them just going in and doing this, like you know, making these games more playable and actually updating them somewhat? It would make sense without you Activision know, even knowing about it, honestly, too. It would make sense because they you have something like is iconic as some of those 
original Call of Duties. And keep in mind, like this can only be done on the Xbox because they they have the 360 backwards compatibility. And, you know, knowing that they had that kind of key advantage and knowing they're about to buy Activision Blizzard King, you know, and they they never came out openly and say they did it either. So so the reason I don't think they've come out openly is because they want the moment that deals up, they they want to announce that with part of it. And, you know, we went back and they could still be fixing it. You know, we we could just be seeing, oh, you know, the cheating is not fixed 100 percent and they're still working on it. I You know, I think they're doing this because they know that when they they want to have something really big announced for when they actually make the announcement that 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 the merger is completed and i think that's one of the the key highlights it's like look not only did we fix the call of duty servers for the older call of duty games that's on the 360 they're in game pass right now but which is going to be funny for other people because i saw that it's uh uh, these these older Call of Duty games are like the highest selling games on the Xbox right now, and it's like uh, all those people are gonna be like, man, if I would have waited a couple of months. But you know they ain't gonna wait. <laughs> Gamers don't wait for nothing. Of course, everyone does that. They go, man, if I only would have waited. Oh, the Black Friday sale. If I only I just bought this game, but only would have waited. You know, games in Game Pass. If only would have waited. Everyone does that. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 funny. It's, it's, I I wonder how long people are going to play it though, because it's it's you know it's dated. It's it's a dated game, so you know people go back to it. Sometimes some people don't care; they go back and they have fun and they enjoy it. It's nostalgia. And other people, some other people go back and just like, man, it felt different when I was younger. <laughs> it's now what what I remember quite how I remember things. Let me go back to the 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 more modern. You know, the more visually stunning and uh, and 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 a little bit more detail and and controls and 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 how I can modify things and change things. So, but it's uh, it's good to see. You know, it's good to see people playing games. Oh, I'm always happy to see that. Yeah, that's what I when I saw a million people playing Black Ops Two, I was like, oh boy, <laughs> how bad has the new Call of Duty's gotten? And um, yeah, I, yeah. I knew it was serious when my brother calls me. Guess what we're guess what I'm doing? I'm like, what he's like playing. I'm playing Black Ops 2 with the boys. I'm like, oh God. When have I ever heard that statement before? <laughs> they out here running around with the RC car, man. It's it's crazy. It's a good one of the best Call of Duties right there, man. And um I think uh a lot of people are nostalgic about it and especially and I do think it's 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 a really good one up for Xbox because like you said, Attic, it's only available because xbox 360 backwards compatibility and playstation still doesn't have a way to bring ps3 games forward due to the mistakes they made with the cell processor so and i'm not really going to say mistakes they just wanted to go in a different direction and it just didn't really work out for them when there it comes are to emulators like, on pc that emulate ps3 get like sony could I, do I, it if they, they wanted to i know they, they, could, they don't they don't but they don't they don't want to they don't technically want to put a ps3 inside of <laughs> they said what did they say the cost of the ps3 module was still like astronomically too much it's what they're saying pretty much i think that's excuses though yeah they, 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 yeah I, I think at the end of the day they could do it and probably do it even on a software side where you can't use the physical i mean i think people if you ask someone and said yo we could do this but you have to download the digital uh license that you own i think people would be more up to that than just like yo we ain't doing none of that we're making that choice for you 
Well, that's what Xbox makes you does and people do. don't realize it. I don't think they see the 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 monetary value in it. I think you know Jim Ryan is a is a is a sales numbers guy. He don't he don't care about your nostalgia. Am I gonna make money off of uh, getting the work done to make sure that those games are backwards compatible? Probably not, and therefore. I'm not gonna bother. I, yeah, I, I, but I will. As a, I, I a will say, decision. I will say that a lot of people bought that game over the last week on Xbox because it was backwards compatible. Ten dollars for Black Ops Two, twenty bucks. I think it was for Black Ops One because it was the one that wasn't on sale. It it was literally the top sold games on Xbox were old Call of Duty games for like three two days. And so, so Xbox made a lot of, so trust me, I, I, I don't know how much, but they, they made a pretty decent amount of money on some games that they don't really sell anymore. So it, it, it was, it was cool to see. I, mean, I, I do think, I think that was a big, what's about to say? Adam? I say you just look at like something as simple as it, this is all, this deal's already, people are already benefiting from it. I mean, mm-hmm. look, they just, they're about to bring Overwatch back to Steam. So do yep. you think that would have happened if, if Microsoft wouldn't be buying this company? No, it would be still stuck on a Blizzard launcher. No, oh, I, I, think, I, think, I think they would have did anyway because they, uh, they put the latest Call of Duty on Steam as well uh, last I, year. I feel, like, I feel like a lot of that is secretly Microsoft behind the, the, the curtain pulling strings. Like, and it's not necessarily them coming in there and saying, yo, this is what I want you to do. It's they did that initial meeting and they said, this is the direction we would want the company to go. And I think that at a good faith, because they paying them a lot of damn money, they're starting that process early because they know the deal is going to go through. Well, I mean, that's also why you see, you know, Bobby Cote come out in interviews talking about how he didn't see the switch as a viable system due to the sales. But he also said that they will not look past Nintendo for their next console when it comes to their next one. Because, you know, and, and I think in part, like to your point, part of that might have to do with just the mindset that Microsoft has around that to say we want to put our games everywhere and, you know, anyone. And that was, I do truly think that was a big miss by Activision not having it on there. I'm not saying it would have sold like it sold on Xbox or PlayStation, but I can see a lot of people going out and buying a Switch to play Call of Duty you know, handheld mode or especially the campaign and stuff like that. It wouldn't be the same experience, but I know people I, that I don't think anybody that that's not going to be. I don't think anybody that's like serious about Call of Duty to play it like on the no. competitive side, like is going to get a switch I for that. Yeah, the campaign, sure. And be able to access that um, um, on the go and hopefully uh, well, you know, I don't think you're going to get cross save or anything like that. But no. yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, I they they don't do that now. Wait, do they? I don't know. Like, no, no, no. Wait, you have don't you have Call of Duty this last one on PC and on PlayStation, right? Yes. Do you you, you don't have like like say the guns that you unlocked on PlayStation? Do you have access to those guns on? Not no. the ones that are anything that's exclusive, but like you don't have access to those same no, guns on. Just, no, okay, just, so just the just the unlocks in a currency. Yeah, so I don't think I don't think they're gonna change how they're doing that anytime soon. So I, I don't think like and then one 
we're not you're not getting the like this current switch isn't getting call of duty it's going to be whatever they're releasing next year yeah but uh i don't i i still don't see anyone like who's like taking it seriously I, i'm seriously I'm, I'm a serious call of duty player yeah i'm playing on switch no you ain't you ain't that serious <laughs> you ain't that serious a call of duty player you playing on that uh or, or switch Two, or switch pro or super switch whatever the heck they're going to call this thing um playing the campaigns and stuff like that and it's, it, it will sell it'll sell like crazy on there which is all they really care about yeah and, well and that's even, what i'm saying even bobby even said he was like you know you made a mistake and not trying to get um the older cards on on switch when they were re- releasing I don't think Bobby cares. I think Bobby knows he's about to go out with his golden yeah, parachute. Get, how big is the golden I, parachute going? If, if that deal canceled tomorrow and Bobby was still at Activision, he he, he would pull all that shit. Oh, we ain't going to switch. Well, you just made that statement. Oh, yeah. Bobby, that thought he was leaving the company, made that statement. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's like, well, I ain't dealing with none of that. But you could sell all this. Yeah, that's cute. I, if I wanted to put that game on switch, I'd have done it by now. Like, it's just, yeah. I, I just think he's got. To I be- I agree about that with uh, the current switch, but I think that whatever the new one is, I, I've seen some rumors about its level of power. I, I think it it looks like if it, if they're what they're saying what it is that it's basically like Steam Deck level power, which ain't great anyway. But I I, I think with that he'll he'll put it on there. He he was. I, I mean, for for him to be like, yeah, I wouldn't put my games in Game Pass and talk like he he clearly did not give a f at all on that stand about like mincing words whatsoever. So I think he was being honest on that on that aspect. But yeah, he 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 don't care. Bobby just wants this deal done so he can get that golden parachute and retire for the rest of his life. Yeah, all and right. I want I want I want that for him too because then you know he's not threatening his assistants to have them killed. Or covering up sexual assault and, and other stuff. So you know, good. Get him out of here, please. Right. So we know Kotex out the door, and this is a bonus question. Then we gonna get ourselves up out of here. When it, if the when this deal closes, Mike Yabara will be what slow mo. When this deal closes, he would be the CEO of Activision Blizzard King. Mm. Okay. Add it. Well, that, go, well go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go now ahead. We, because I think there's going to be a transition period for Bobby. So Bobby's right. not going to be out like it's like the deal was closed, and Bobby is literally walking out the door with a box in his hand. It's not that there's going to be a, a period, maybe like supposedly he's going to be there to August, uh, to like August of 2024 or something like that. And that makes sense. So, like, there's going to be a transition period. But when when the trans he's transitioning to a new CEO, I think it will be Mike Jabbar. He he's he works because he's the reason they chose him to run Blizzard because he came in after all the tomfoolery. He's not like he he's not dirtied by their past and the way the leadership either was a part of all the the the, the bad stuff that was going on or covered it up. So he's he's free of all that, he's clean of all that and he's a good executive. So it's like he works. He all whether right. he 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 has something that none of the uh, the other people have unless they want to go outside the company to hire that CEO which I doubt. All right. Addict, same question. Mark Ubarra will be what if the, when this deal closes? 
he's still going to be in charge of Blizzard. I don't think he's moving up. I, I think he he's exactly where he's always wanted to be. Uh, Blizzard games always like just had a special part in his heart. Uh, as far as like Bobby's position, I know people are probably going to disagree with this, but I think they're going to hire that on the outside. I think it's going to look better for them, especially stuff that went on. If whoever comes in and takes that place had nothing, like was not there at all during this transition. And I know people aren't going to agree with this one, uh, but I think this is going to be the one of the few times where Xbox puts someone from their own ranks in that. And I think it's going to be Sarah Vaughn. Sarah hmm. oh, running it? Interesting. Yeah, I, th- I think it would look good, especially like a woman being over all that, especially what's been going on over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been very close to date. Uh, but the only argument that I would say is against that is it kind of seems like that they're they've been grooming her to take Phil's spot. Right. That's and, what yeah. But that was before the Activision thing happened. And I think that in order to have that run flawlessly, they'll find someone else to take Phil's spot. Or at least put her over there temporarily until they find someone they trust to run it. And then bring her back. Yeah, yeah, I can see that too. Because even after, like, their deal, like, you look at, like, their last two showcases. Like, they had made their deal announcement. They've had two showcases since then. And we still see... The people that we see public facing and during the showcases is Sarah Bond and Phil Spencer. We see her more than we see see uh, uh, Matt Booty or or Aaron Greenberg or anyone else that's in leadership. She is is always either Phil. If it's not Phil, it's her. So I kind of feel like even after the acquisition, they still like really saw her as. I, I I mean, who knows what they're really thinking internally? Yeah, because at I the end of the day, all of these decisions was made without knowing they were going to, to end up taking on Activision, right? Blizzard and King, and I, I think you're going to have three. Whoever runs King, because I don't know, but you're going to have Mike Yabara, whoever runs King, and either maybe Sarah Bond, or maybe they promote someone from within, or take. I just think they're going to put someone over there they trust until at, le- at one, they find someone that they know can go over there. Unless Mike Yabarra wants it, but I don't think Mike Yabarra is going to want it. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe they promote Rob Ferguson. Maybe he takes over. Like I, that... I've seen some people think that Rod would be better in Matt Booty's role than Matt Booty, which I, I don't know. I can't say I disagree with that, but and, um, yeah. it just depends on what these individuals want. Are they right. happy with managing a studio you know uh, look at mike yabara i i've known yabara for a while i know that one of the things that he always loved was bethesda games he's been talking about bethesda games since i've known him for years yeah and now he's in charge of bethesda i don't see him just willingly let that go and have to deal with the call of duty fiasco stuff and king like i feel like he is happy dealing with only the games that he loves mm-hmm. but you know and it, you know, Blizzard before Blizzard merged with Activision, they used to be very different. They used to not release a game until it was absolutely ready and 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 had a a certain level of quality. And 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 if you talk to a lot of if you listen to a lot of the people that work at Blizzard, um, and left due to what they felt was interference from Activision, that they felt like Blizzard is no longer the developer that they used to be. If now, yes, sure, uh, Mike could be running just Blizzard, 
But if it's running just Blizzard with the way that Blizzard hasn't been able to do a lot of the things that they wanted to do, then couldn't he influence how Blizzard is ran much better by running the whole show? I and feel you, Nick but I don't. I don't think Machiavelli wants to run the whole show. But you know, because mm-hmm. if he's running the whole show, who he got to talk to? <laughs> he's got to have way more. Like, here's the thing: I don't think Mike. I don't think. If they try to make him go to the league, I think he'll leave the whole company. Oh, well, yeah, I, you don't I, want that. He he wants to do what he does and and ride off into the sunset. I I don't think he wants to even because if he's if he's part of the whole company, he's got to talk to Microsoft way more. And I know for a fact there's no bad bad blood, but there's tension between them. There's, there's some problems and, with Mike and 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 some people in leadership. Is yeah, what and, so so I think as long as. They let him in his lane and don't and don't wiggle the road too much. He will stay, but the moment they cause waves, he's gone. Because mm-hmm. okay. I I'm not joking. Like that dude loves the Blizzard oh, we, game. Oh, I all. know he. No, you, you saw whenever he when he was on Mixer before all that stuff happened. You always saw like, him. You could argue he's stuff. tweeting more about Diablo. Than Rob Ferguson is the the leader of the Diablo team. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. I was gonna ask about Rob Ferguson, but we kind of answered you. You kind of said it in the in the midst of that, so we'll just. I can see him taking over Bobby Spot too, because here's the Rob Rob Ferguson yeah. and uh, Mike Ibarra are both very well good for that job. It's just you. Know, I could see Mike be willing to, because at the end of the day, like Mike Ibarra probably won't get like a whole lot more benefits besides making more money leading all of them. I think that would be more of a climb from Rob Ferguson's area than, than, than Mike Ibarra's area. I think Rob might actually want to run an entire set of studios than that. And I, I don't think it's, it's going to be like that. I don't think they're going to have one person rule them all. I think there's going to be three people running all three companies and they're all talking to one person at Microsoft. Sarah Bond. Yeah, most likely either Sarah Bond or Sarah Bond's going to take Activision. They're going to talk to someone on Phil's team. Hmm. Well, I, I think I think that uh, to to put a, a nail in in this uh, topic, that whoever they have replacing Bobby is is got to be somebody that is completely innocent of the things that caused them to be in the situation they were in, in the first place. It's got to be somebody that has like- nothing to do with any of it. That's why I feel like they'll bring someone from the outside. Because the thing, you can get someone like Mike Ybarra that's been there recently, but at the same time, like you, you're probably gonna want someone that's that's not been there. Like to me, you're gonna want someone that's fresh, out the pot on something. And that's why I feel like a Sarah Bond makes the most sense because you know she she is in that kind of position. She's been wor- working in that kind of area already, so there won't be a whole lot of training going on there. Mm-hmm. Like, because because re- realistically, you're gonna have to deal. And let's be honest, you know, Microsoft has to deal with whoever they put over there. Because uh, I do think they're go they're gonna have more of a little bit more of a hands on with Activision because of the stuff that that went down. I, I don't think they're just gonna let them go off into the sunset and work on their own stuff. Like they're going they, they, to they gotta work on the culture. They yeah, they're the going the to yeah. pick the successors themselves. Hmm. Yeah. I'm with you. And Slomo, to go to your conversation earlier, you were talking about Activision, Blizzard, and PC and mobile. 
Mobile for Activision is 1.9 billion. PC is 1.25 billion. Consoles is 1.19 billion. So really interesting stuff. And that's and that's only over the the last six months leading up to June 30th. Yeah. So that, the first that half was of the year. all of that was all of ABK, right? As all far of, as rev- all, yeah. all of ABK revenue. Yeah. Which is just roughly over what four three three point four billion basically in in six months so cash cow bro cash cow half of what they spent on Zenimax basically they're gonna make Zenimax money back in the first couple of years (laughs) after this acquisition goes through so what well first of all really great show really appreciate everybody that showed out shout out to the seventy four people that were here today really appreciate that. I also want to say thank you to our amazing guest, Gamey Addict of the Iron Lords podcast. You guys most likely know who he is and where you can find him, but he has another channel that I definitely want you to check out because it's blowing up, and I really appreciate him. Um, well, I wouldn't say blowing our, up. It's well, definitely it, improving. <laughs> well, 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 when you're going from zero to where you are now, that's considered blowing yeah, up. Yeah, put it in your chat. Yeah, definitely. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I wasn't just gonna throw a link in there without asking. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. It's it's also in the description too. So if someone goes down into the very top of the description page too, so yeah, yeah so, definitely go and watch. Uh, you know, I want you guys to go watch my videos back to back. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, have a good time over there, guys. Yeah, appreciate it. And um, slow mo, amazing sh- job as always, man. Really appreciate your energy and stuff that you bring to the show. Please let everybody know where they can find you and where you don't make videos. I I do make videos occasionally. <laughs> occasionally, okay. Like I, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna come out with some stuff. I'm I'm, a, I'm a probably gonna do a lunchtime with slow mo tomorrow because I'm not. I'm going on vacation uh, starting Saturday, and I won't be back until next Friday. So again, that's a kind of an announcement. We don't know what we're going to do with DPS next week. It won't be on Thursday. That's for certain. What we end up doing, I have no idea because I'm supposed to host and I'm just I so Thursday's out of the question and Friday, I don't know when I'll be home on Friday. So maybe Saturday, maybe we'll skip a week. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I'm gonna do a lunchtime with slow mo tomorrow because if not, then that's like over two weeks of not doing anything on my channel. I don't wanna don't wanna do that. So um come through tomorrow if you uh if you're free and uh we'll we'll, we'll, we'll play something and we'll, we'll we'll discuss some things um do you want to do the channel members yeah yeah if you, what, you right. got yours up already yeah i got mine go ahead and go with it all right so we want to again first of all we want to appreciate say that we appreciate everybody that is a channel member and if you want to become a channel member you just hit the join button you know it's right there on the screen you know don't don't be shy but we do appreciate you guys that have uh, chosen to, to support us in this way. And uh, with that, I want to thank Vey Babe, uh, Retardio, Donnell Brown, Dexflex27, Dragonheart Yobi, Enrique, Hargit Shani, Truth Serum, Maradimus, Ramon Terrell, Homie One Kenobi, Game and Forte, Corey Homie Hill. One Kenobi, I love that name. <laughs> I, a great, I, I, I normally say it like a Jedi, but like Homie One Kenobi. Like, I know I normally say it like that, but I didn't. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's an awesome name. Corey Hale, Stardust Acero, and that guy, Simity. Yeah, and same thing over here. Um, channel members on this channel. 
Brat Basement Radio Arcade Podcast, Darnell Brown, Erodimus, Dragonheart Yobi, Stardust Acero, Ramon Terrell, Hargi Chani, Corey Hale, Slumbo Backslap, DJ Oris, and that guy Smitty, like Slumbo said earlier. Really appreciate you guys and all the love and support. Um, and dude, we wouldn't do this without y'all. This you guys are amazing, and this is our own little community. And um, make sure you keep on rocking out, and we'll keep on rocking it out too. But with that being said, guys, you guys have a great week. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the games. If it's hot where you're at, stay in the house. Air conditioning's your best friend. Uh, and have a good weekend. If you have power. Oh, if you yeah, if you have power. <laughs> if you don't have power, go outside and get as close to water as possible. <laughs> you guys have a great weekend. Later. Peace.